Episode 106, 106, with these two old decks, it's GK Mahal, DJ Gabbo are here, talking you through your pains and fears, it's the Hashtag Show, we're back again, what will we talk about this week, dee 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 now if you're easily offended by things we do or say, this ain't the show for you, my boy. Because... No, I've lost it. I've lost it. I was no, going to get, get to fuck on you. <laughs> if you're easily offended, this ain't the show for you. May I suggest the iPlayer or possibly Radio 2? But if you've hung around this long and listened to a farce, <laughs> then take a seat and crack on cut. <laughs> oh, I've lost it. I've lost it. I've lost it. I've lost it's gone. Dash! Dash! Show! Show. What episode are we? 106, mate. 106. Free for everyone to enjoy. Free Every from one of our beautiful listeners across the world. Free from desire. My mind turns to whatever it does. And 100, mate. 100. Let's just think about it. Welcome to the club. 106 episodes. Huh? 106. It's probably more like. 115, 117 maybe. I'm if you add all if... the extras and the lives, that's a big thing for me. In my head, that doesn't sit right. I would love everything to be numbered. I know, everyone. I know, mate. You always say that. Right, so we're on 106, right? Uh, that must this orange club biscuit is lovely. Mm. 106 episodes, right? Say the average is Ooh. right about 24. Mate, we're almost at... Oh, rough here. Fag paper maths, right? That's Fag a paper maths. maths. By the way, that's a math that counts. If you were to start listening to episode one of the Hashtag Show and you went right through episode 106, that would be nearly nine days solid listening. In about three months, trying to find <laughs> episodes 10 to 15. <laughs> I've got to sneeze, man. How See long? Mate, nine days. Just over nine days. Oh, my That's God. That's a good... Man, you go to Christmas holidays. That's a good way to spend it. Drunk, listening to the show. Exactly. How, lo- how long do you think it take before either you go mad or you uh, go, go on a killing spree? Well, I think... <laughs> Nobody's mad about it. Obviously, we did a show and we enjoy it, even for selfish reasons, just for us having a laugh. Yep. And like I've said before, you kind of forget that there's other people enjoying the show and having a laugh along with you. And I think I told you, I met a guy. Oh, I. I'm glad you finally, you finally I, able to talk about us. It was a straight-on-straight straight relationship, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, well, uh, positive you know, to positive, mate. I man, we were, we were, you know, both his wife's kids and that, you know, we'd go to a time in our life looking for some companionship, uh, more than just, you know, the grind. No, but I met this guy and he went, all right, Mal, started talking to us. You're like, where do you, where do you want me to sign, mucker? 
I mean, I, I, well, it was. I could hardly hear him. It was. I was. I was in the toilet, and he just stuck his wee wallet through the hole in the wall. <laughs> and I went, "I should be anonymous. How do you know it's me? You fucking cheeky rascal!" <laughs> he's because mate, anybody would know that laugh. That laugh well, of yours I was iconic. I had, my, I, had, I had my mouth full. <laughs> <laughs> I think we yeah. can still pick your laugh out of crowd. <laughs> But uh, so he, he started talking to us, and I was just like, "Being, like, how are you doing, mate?" And then he said, "I'm sorry, <laughs> I feel as if I know you because I listened to you and Scott on the show." He says, "My wife fucking slags me, thinking like I'm best mates with you two." Hey, and I, and I was like, "Stay away from my binge, you prick." Well, listen, you know, there's a chance you could become friends if you're a, if you're a hero. You know, oh. I mean, if you're a, <laughs> if you're a scumbag council listener, <laughs> you've never talked to you. You've got hope in hell at ever no. getting close to the inner sanctum that is the hashtag show. I, I take you know when I deal with you know council listeners, I, I, I actually deal with them like the way you dealt with me when I first met you. Know when you were like in half the stage, you know, like, gave me a hug. I know bad mate. I the best. See you after. Shut the fuck I was up. Like, All right, big man. I'm gonna just finish my shit then. See you. <laughs> You're really good with your fans. <laughs> Mate, we love our fans. We as do. long as they're heroes. No, I mean, you know, I like everybody who listens, spends the time, and and listens to our show because everybody is responsible for making it. And let's be honest, the fucking success that it is, and it's a growing success. Even our fucking console listeners. But listen, Christmas is coming up, and now's the time. There's no excuses. A wee Christmas present to yourself and to Scott Gibson and to Mallorca Lee. Subscribe, become a Patreon and help us smash that target for New Year's. We're not going to say what the target is, but Scott and I have got a target in our head. Actually, it's on a Patreon account. We would we're, get, we're, get, we're getting there, we're getting there. We'll, we'll, anyway, well, let's, not, let's not make this show about... No, let's not make this show. We've got, it's we've Christmas got some, time. Aye, no. It's Christmas time. Here. Give us your fucking money. <laughs> Do you feel Christmassy yet? Not at all, no. Neither. Well, neither. Nor I. I go to uh, my daughter's kind of day in her room up. She's got my wee lights and all that kind of stuff. And I went into her room uh, and she asked me, are you excited about Christmas? I mean, she's, what is she? She's 14. <laughs> <laughs> she's looking for a job she's about 42 uh, yeah, yeah, she's, what, she's, she's 14 been, she's putting wee fairy lights up she's <laughs> 29 she's like a fucking brothel but I don't know what's going on in there how she's do you know what that looks like she's, dad how do you think you were conceived hey, get that red light away from the fucking light what do you think we're running here what does that mean shut up uh, so she went like that to me are you excited for Christmas and I went no and then I walked to her room and then I felt horrible because I seen in her wee face the excitement and I walked back and I went, you know what? I'm excited for you. And then she, as soon as I said that... She would have known that that's bush bullshit. No, no, but as soon as I said... I did, I tried to make up. I was back telling me, but I said, I'm excited for you. I just, I just don't get excited about it. And then I looked. I can actually step back and had a look at her wee room with all the lights and I actually got a wee Christmas buzz for her. Right. And then I said, listen, I'm sorry. I'm just a twisted, sad old man. You know, better. Uh, you've still got youth on your side. Enjoy that youth. Uh, farewell, maiden. And I walked out of the room. No, but I did I got a wee Christmas buzz. Have you, have you watched any Christmas films or anything? No. See, that, I, that, might, that might get you in that the That might spirit. G you up. Aye, totally, mate. The thing is, you know, like, see the other day, it was kind of, um, what day, maybe Thursday? Or last week 
it was freezing bitter cold mate freeze the balls off an Eskimo bitter oh, cold, cold huh? and I was like right starting to feel it winter now and then the next day it was fucking scorching sunshine I'm going how can that's why I always think about people in Australia how do Australians get in the it's, Christmas vibe when they're barbecuing in 60 degree heat it is the maddest thing ever. I've been on Australian Christmas time. I'm talking baking heat. That's peak. I, I, I don't understand them. it, man. They've got Santa hats on. The display shop windows are like fake snows and snow and Santa snowmen. It's the maddest fucking shit you'll see. And but then Christmas Day, they get steaming doing the beach with barbecues. Aye. And do you know the thing that's always... The thing that I've never understood about the Aboriginal people, you know, is um, they, they, the Australians have like snow and Christmas, like you're saying, Christmas stuff that we associate with Christmas but that's because we we have snow so Aye, why, why do they adopt that? because they're you know a lot of them are you know for the UK they're criminals for the UK let's not fuck about <laughs> rapists and fucking criminals and uh, you know w- w- in between doing hard labour they wanted to celebrate <laughs> that, imagine, that's what it is, it? imagine getting like lifted for Stevenson right for like stabbing the post office or robbing Hello, the corner shop start at Australia man right and then before you know it you're on a boat and then you're in Australia and you're like ah, here I should have stabbed a cunt years ago man this is brilliant <laughs> 10 pound palm the birds are dynamite the weather's amazing the size all of this shrimp, man. <laughs> all you do is burn down Aboriginal huts and that and kill off your folk, man. It's mental. <laughs> what if we got to dip your hard label at? Right, listen, see anybody that looks as if they're no white, you need to chop them up and burn their house down. Fucking yes, mate. I'm for the free tunes, man. We were doing that for free. <laughs> <laughs> what, nobody's going to stop us? Nobody's going to get into trouble? <laughs> I will give you fucking four acres of land if you ki- if you kill ten Aboriginals. <laughs> Sign me up, Biggin. Sign me up. <laughs> we didn't get for 20. A swimming pool. Holy smokes, man. If you can burn down a village Aboriginals, we'll build a lodge. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. There must be lodges in Australia. There must be. There I've must no, be. I've, no, I've not seen any, to be fair. There no, must be, man. We're on, we're on the, the four corners of the globe, mate. We're everywhere. I'll, I'll never forget. Hey. See, when I went to, see when I went to Canada, right? So I went to Canada to do gigs years ago. And uh, it was sold to me as like, People, Canada. Canada. That's, you want to go to Canada? That's what Gary says, Canada. 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 It's one of the small uh, islands off the coast of Jamaica. Canada. Um, so it had been sold as like, you know, loads of people had gone the years before and uh, it's really good to do it. And, do the, and then it's, it's like anything else. A lot of the stuff in Scottish comedy, right? It's just all, it's all, it's all bullshit and people don't want to be honest and people don't just want to say, listen, it's, it's pretty shite, but you get a holiday and you get a day gig, so I'd have still signed up. Do you know what I mean? Oh, happy days, man. So I'm I'm not getting paid because I was still very new at that point, right? I wasn't getting paid. I should have been because I was fucking. Did you get flights and hotels to do the gig, can I? Flights and hotels, and I was getting a bit of money in my pocket. Right? Enough, in fact, no, I never get money in my pocket. I get my dinner twice. Anyway, right? But again, mate, I had only just started out. I hadn't left my job yep. yet. Do you know what I mean? So I was like fucking delighted. Couldn't believe oh, it. I'm getting holiday. paid to go on a plane. Brilliant, right? Went out. So we're doing one gig in a comedy club and the rest of them were all Rangers and Celtic clubs. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I never knew that until like a week before I was going, but I was like, like, fuck it, I'll just I'll go, man, right? It'll be great. And uh, let me just say this for all the uh for all the, the heroes listening and, and the council listeners. The Celtic clubs were by far the best like night and day the best right what did you just go in there and go like <coughs> Bobby Sands Bobby Sands did you just fucking just go up there ah boys and then I was just like ah he's the best comedian ever. then you're in the horns club fuck that pole yeah 
I just did my set, just did my set, my normal set, right? But like... Um, and I sell to a ranger strip. <laughs> Dressed like a queen, mate. No, so I went in there. <laughs> The the first one, I think the first one was a Celt was a Celt. No, the first one was a Rangers club, and uh, basically we, we went to go. We went to the fa- one of the famous clubs, which which is like number one, the number one club. Not as in a list, as in its number is number one, right? So it's one. The it's the Toronto one, the one in Toronto, right? Uh, and it's like a famous Rangers club. <clears throat> and as soon as you go in, they're like, uh, we've had Graham Sunes here, and we've had, and I'm like, a lot. I don't care. I have no interest in it, right? And I, I, I found it quite fascinating how they they cling on to the, the little bit of history that they had with Scotland. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's there's men and women in their seventies. Well, just bigotry. They just fucking amplify I, it. But they're just like they're fucking clinging on to yeah. this, like almost as if they don't want to. The, the thing that I because I was trying to talk to one of the guys about it, right? And he's just obviously wasn't having any of the conversation. But I was like, it's interesting that if if a group of people from for example, um, Mumbai came over, right? And start came over to Glasgow and started the fucking number one Mumbai cricket club, right? The <laughs> Mumbai Dragons. <laughs> people would be like, crisp. but Home people would be like, here they all just hang. How do they know fucking integrate? They're all just hanging. Around. I'm going. There's there's here's a hundred people in a club who are just refusing to let go. Of, not refusing to let go, but anyway, it was just odd, right? So we walked into the Rangers club, and it's just mate. Honestly, the whole wall is just covered in uh, murals and and pictures of like ex-Rangers players and, right and behind you so the stage has got like the stage looks like a four poster bed it's got a, the pelmet curtain and the big pullbacks and then see behind the full length of the stage is a picture of Her Majesty the Queen right? I was just going to say the Queen's got to be in there no, she's it? the full backdrop of the stage <clears throat> so I got sent on first because I was the young guy and uh, mate there's a like the, the phrase eat a bag of shit does not even begin to cover the horrendous set that I had. I mean, I have died. Just a the first gig after playing, the big mate, excitement and mate, everything. I, I literally would have had a better gig if I actually sat with a bag of shit and just ate a bag of human shit in front of them. <laughs> it was the worst. I tried everything. I tried everything and I couldn't get a hang of it. Now, they're all in their fucking 80s, right? So after I was raging, I was like, how'd you send me up there first? The next guy that we known was singing fucking, is it Matt Miller? The old, some old Scottish singer or something? Matt, Matt Miller or... He just Surely start, if you just started singing fucking the sash or something, did you get everybody going? Mate, that's what the guy did. He, he told one old joke, like, two nuns and a, and a priest walk into a pub and they're like, oh, this is brilliant, dude. And then he just started singing old songs and they're pure loving it. And I'm sitting in the back going, what the fuck? What the so fuck in my head, for? I'm like, if every gig is less, then I'm raging. No. Next one was the Celtic gig, which was... The next one was the Celtic one, he goes, fucking hell, man, I'm not getting there. Well, the next one was like it was in the Celtic club, but it was uh, it just felt like more of a gig back home. Like, they were really civilized. Do you know what it was? See, the Rangers club, the Rangers club had so many members and had so much money that they were totally fine. Whereas the Celtic club, they were struggling to get the young people in. So at the weekends after the games, they like let people hire the room for functions, so they could try and get some money for the club. Um, <clears throat> so we were in there doing a gig, but it was part of the Celtic anyway so good game the tables are turned Gibbo right, but the that tables was just are a, turned the Rangers are skinting it's like are fucking loaded man <laughs> but that was just a good gig that was just like a normal gig people at tables and young people were there so you know I got a bit of banner it was fine so 
we we then did another Celtic club in midweek, which was dead. I I loved that was my favourite gig. There was only like forty people in it, and it, you don't like you. I don't know if you get it in DJing, but sometimes you turn up to a gig and the guys like, listen, guys, I don't know what's happened, man, but. You know, I thought we were going to sell 3,000 uh, tickets. There's only sometimes that cheese you up and it's fucking even ah. better. I know what you're saying. Well, my mindset's always... I, I always get amazed by, by especially comedians that are like, oh my God, I'm not, I don't want to date. I'm like, this is going to be the easiest gig of your life because this 40 people, they feel awkward as fuck. Like, they feel awkward if they're in a big room and there's only 40 people and they're the ones that are here for the night. So, so they're going to make it and enjoy you it. You don't have to... Sometimes you might have to work for 10, 15 minutes to get them on side. You don't need the end. You just come out and they're like, right, we're up for a laugh. Let's talk about how awkward this is. Let's go on it. So that was a good gig. And then the last one, the Rangers gig, right? So this was the fancy Rangers club, but it's like all the guys in this part of Toronto are like fucking millionaires, right? This is the Rangers club. You'd be part of it, right? So right, I, walk, I walked in the door and the guy meets me with the fucking, the chinos and the Sash. blue shirt on, right? Rangers tie on. Rangers tie, right? Beautiful. <laughs> this, this old big guy. And he went... Uh, Scott, is it? I went, how you doing, man? Went, shake his hand, right? So I get the... It's on it, Hornshake. I get the good Hornshake, right? I get the good Hornshake, and then he went like... Tickle your hookster, it was that good. He gave me the good Hornshake. I mean, I got a wee fucking tingle down the back of my leg. I was like, I've not been touched like for a long time. So he shook, he shook my hand, and then he went... Oh, <laughs> strong fingers, boy. Mate, honestly, this is what he says to us. He went... I understand you're one of us, Scott. And I went, what, a pensioner? <laughs> I went, a pensioner? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, a Rangers man. I went, oh, aye, mate. Aye. Now, I, like, obviously, I grew up a Rangers supporter because my grandpa, I'm no, like, Rangers daft. Like, that's no me, right? So I was never, like, you know, send me to the front, show me my people. So he's taking me in the club. Now, it's, if anybody's ever been in the, um, the trophy room at Ibrooks or you've ever seen it, you may have seen it in the news where people get interviewed. That's the way they've kitted it. The kind of foyer, this place, all the wooden panel and everything. And the guys tell me like, "How much do you think those uh, cheers cost?" And I was like, "I don't know, like hundred quid, two thousand dollars each, Scott." And I'm going, "Oh my god!" So everybody for the lodge and fucking <laughs> Mabel. <laughs> no, because they all had the, they had the crest, the Rangers crest, and then the name of the club embroidered in them, right? And the guys like, they cost thousand dollars. So everybody else in the group is all like, "Oh fuck hell, man, this is you no, know, we've hit the big time here, like." Mate, it was almost like a mini theatre, full stage. Like it was unbelievable, right? The money they've got—it was unbelievable. Because you walked in, and for the outside, it looked like a, it looked like a warehouse. And then see when you get inside, mate, it was like the most plush, like first-class lounge you've ever been in. Go through into this beautiful little—it was insane, right? So I'm sitting, going, let's just hope it's a good gig. So the, the guy came over and he says, um, we've, uh, we've obviously got the buffet as well. If you don't mind, we're going to do the, We're going to have some food first before the show. And we're like, aye, that's right. Now, the guy who was running it was a big fucking, big massive boy, like four times the size of me, huge big boy, right? Big dirty orange Canadian. So he was lo- he was loving it. Now he's a Scottish guy. He was loving it. He's like, oh, we're going to get a good feed. That's why he kept saying, we're going to get a good feed tonight, boys. We're going to get a good feed tonight. So then the guy came back around and he says, if you wouldn't mind waiting until everybody else has had the food before you go off oh, to the buffet. <laughs> Mate, he was raging. Just Brussels pouch left and shit. I've never seen a grown man close to tears in my life. Is that now? He's like, are you joking? We've travelled thousands of miles. At least you could do his feed. The guy's like, I'm very sorry. Sorry, but you're going to have to wait until the patrons have had their, uh, have had their I'll fill. I'll fucking walk to you and this is what I get. <laughs> Mate, it was hilarious. And then the gig itself was awful. The gig was absolutely awful. It was terrible. They just had well, no this is what happens when you take it on a fucking tour, touring fucking ons clubs. Oh, if I, if I had known, I'm saying this, if I'd known that's what it was before I went, I still would have went because it was an experience. 
But I just, I, even there, I always think back to those nights and I think back to why do, and I say this all the time as well, why do people go to things if they don't want to invest in it and just enjoy it? Do you mean like, why go to a comedy gig? Why go to a play? Why go to the theatre? Why go to a rave if you're not going to go, do you know what, even if I'm in a bad mood, fuck it, see for the next two hours, man, I'm going to get into this. I folk who pay to go to, to go to anything and then they moan about it. You're going, mm-hmm. you fucking, why did you even go there? Why did you spend your hard-earned cash going to something mm-hmm. that you knew you wouldn't like? I mean, or, I know there are people who just a like DJ a DJ or a there you don't like. Why Aye. come? Aye. You bought what, a ticket, why? you fucking moron. Why come? How? How come? Eh? But here's another question I want to raise. How come is it anybody from the UK goes anywhere and lives your fucking expats? Any other cunt come, here's Johnny Foreigner. How does that work? Is it because we're used to own the world? We used to run this town, this world. <laughs> oh, so you mean like if, if, uh, if say for example, somebody from somebody from Chicago moves here, they're aye. they're not an expat. Aye, oh fucking. I mean, you're Pakistani not an expat. Or you're a not fucking Muslim. Or what? Oh. These cunts, not. I mean, you come here, ah, Johnny Foreigner, you build the fucking mosque. Fuck off! But I go there, I'm a fucking expat. I own the fucking camp. But I don't think Somewhat. the people, are people in the other country, regard them as expats. Regard to you, they are. Can't see one here, but they fucking regard them. You know what I mean? It's, it's like when you watch these programs. It's like the, you know, I watch one. It's like Home Abroad. One of these bullshits, right? And it's like people want to go and buy a house in Spain, but they don't aye. want to buy a house in Spain. They want to buy a caravan in an English campsite. Aye, so they're not interested every morning. Aye, no. they're no interested in. And I'm like, the one, the one I was watching was, it was two pensioners, right? And I'm going. Listen, th- these two fuckers have got to the point where they're like, no, they were for like Preston or something like that, right? Which I used to love gigging in Preston. The club shut down. Anyway. Salt of the earth, those people, man. Salt of the earth. Working class, beautiful people. That, mate, they could be Scottish, by the way. Preston, country Preston could be Scottish. Anyway, so they've got, obviously got to the end, you know, he's done his time in the factory, she's finished being a fucking dinner lady, whatever it is they did. And they've went, right, are we going to sit in our council house for 15 years in the piss and rain or do we sell up buy a caravan which is a fucking some size of caravan on this campsite full of other old English pensioners and enjoy ourselves and that's what they did and I'm like right fine but see when it's like the the young trendy vibey people who are like yeah we're going to go and move to uh, Spain or Italy and you're like get involved then man like learn the language and- well what they do is they go like, you see it in their TV shows and that they, they fucking sell their their one bedroom flat in London going by a fucking chateau in the south of France, right? And then what they do is they invite all their fucking English mates here and have English teas and high teas and gin parties and just Anglicise that fucking French. And, and what? And what, sorry? Anglicise it, man. Okay. Anglicise it. Do Instead you watch- of fucking embracing the culture and, and offering, I don't know, maybe the, the French there about a fucking... Well, the French people, are you English scumbag, don't know how to make uh, the things we, we love. Uh, <laughs> baguette. Do you watch un, un Baguette? Do you watch uh, Escape to the Chateau? Aye, but uh, see that cunt fucking Dick Strawbridge, his moustache. Oh, I honestly, why rip it off? It looks it like freaks a, me out, man. It looks like a walrus. It looks like a walrus. <laughs> and he's got this mad Irish fucking RAF English accent that freaks I mean, me out and that's, that, uh, that's the um, officer class. You know, that's the private schooling right, officer aye. class. So like, he, he's in the army in the sense of like... He's went to boarding school or something well, like that. Well, he's, he? he's, you know, he's went to college, you know, he's gone, he's gone straight in what they, what they call officer class. So you, you're no like a... 
you're not allowed to scare me, mate. You're not allowed to fucking go, this is my rifle, this is my gun. You're just straight in there. Okay, boys, fall in. <laughs> you're, you're straight in there. You're straight in there, bumming. Let's hot shower. Instead of being bummed. And brill cream, boys. That's it. I will, I would love to see the lassie, the kind of burlesque woman, just get pumped. <laughs> I'd love to see her naked taking it. Oh, for it. fuck's sake. But I mean, I'll be honest with you. There's something kind of sexy about her. But no, also no, there's no. She's got, a, no. She's got a, wee, a wee speech impediment, a wee wisp. I, th- I, think, that. I, I think the two of them would be a good laugh. I think you could get a good, a just watching no. him away, working no. away. No, I just mean I like just lifting his, lifting his mustache up as he gently licks her vagina. <laughs> then or maybe he keeps the it doing tickles away. The man in the boat. He brushes the wee man in the water. He lifts that up and then just a big tongue rolls out the thing. I say he keeps it full inside. He's he's got he's got her up. He's he's doing he's doing it the works. Why why would he? He's gone. I could, I could hang a set of curtains from here and I could build a ladder. We could maybe plant some turnips in the garden. And she's just like, how did you sound naughty? Make you a new jacket. She fucking Mick Jagger. Have you found a little man in the boat yet? Oh. Ah, get your oh. moustache, rub it all over it. It's tickling. Ah. Oh, take your sound out, say. Oh, take your sound. Let's oh. make some jam and stick it oh, up the Oh, it's so naughty, Dick. That's how he's gonna work because he's fucking got a RAF gay boy passion for Mick Jagger. Oh, Jesus like, come on, come on, sing a Rolling Stones number. All right now, baby, it's an all right. Ah, oh, yes, make me a set of curtains, Mick. Oh, my name's not Mick. What all right now. What is wrong with you, man? What is wrong with you? I'm this just gonna. Actually, I'm trying to have a nice conversation about fucking. On to the shadow. <laughs> and you're like, I bet he's lapped you. Lifting up that big. And he's getting off his dinner all hidden underneath it and all that. That's what I don't understand. Like, sometimes I get it when the tash grows too long. Like, if I drink a cup of tea or a coffee, and then my tash is pure soggy as fuck, pure flapping about. <laughs> I also get it. I see wearing masks now, man. My, my, my beard's pure sweaty when I take my Condensation. mask. Moist. It's horrible, man. It's horrible. But, um, oh, talking about masks, can we talk about. Darren's amazing cartoon work. Or do we keep that? Yeah, you know. Mate, you talk about whatever you want to talk about. Ah, oh, sorry, sorry. He's done some. <laughs> he's done some great graphics. Uh, I was going to say one thing about the chateau, though. It's it's there's another one DIY where it looks at people like you say that go and buy a chateau and do it up. But it's either one or two groups. It's either like people like us, normal people, right? Who like the man's a builder. And like the the woman just worked her whole life, and the lad, you know what? Fuck this. Let's give it a go, man. And they go out and buy one. Or it's the complete other end of the social scale, and it's like two toffs going. Well, this, we sold the flat in Kensington, and we thought, why not give it a go? And then they just employ uh, everybody coming and walk about, inspecting the work. Or it's usually fucking two gay lovers, and it they always slip into two like fucking. And and, and in a couple of years, these these building shows are going to be like a couple of transgenders or non-denominational cunts. What's your name? Just call us it. <laughs> and this is it's not a house. We don't we don't identify this as a house. It's a lair. <laughs> or something in it. We you know if you think about it, they always put in you know that way like advertisements now they've got like fucking they try to sell you anything. They'll stick in the token black guy or an Asian kid or a fucking gay granny or something just to keep the demographic happy. 
Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm not saying we should all be like, oh, just fucking white guys. I mean, one, one, race, once but... again, uh, uh, you know, DJ Gibbles here to, uh, to to prize the meaning of Miles Ramblings because you've you've got a point, but again, you just you've 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 gone very very. Stevensonizer. Ah, that's what you've done. You've you've got. What, I love it when you make statements because it's good because it, it, it separates the wheat for the chaff, right? Because what it does is when you make statements, people who are triggered by words are offended by what you say. But if you actually listen to what you're saying, you're right. You're just maybe you saying serious. you're just saying it the wrong way. I, I get no no angry, but I do think like I've said that Mrs. before, and she just rolls her eyes at me when see when there's adverts on the TV and it's like. Uh, black mum two black kids and then a white dad I'm like why why not just have a black family like Aye, black families exist that's I, I get more angry going how has he produced two black like there's no reason for to have because you, you know there's been a meeting and somebody's went right listen no one's going to work a treat uh, a mixed family that'll sell a bigger demographic somebody's had that meeting that's what annoys me about it there's been a chat about it you yeah, know but like, it's like I understand obviously even the word mixed families, like even that, that does annoy me because I'm like, what is a mixed family? Oh, it's when like uh, one of the parents is a different race. What the fuck does that matter? Like, what does that well, matter? It's just a family. Well, are prodded, but they put their differences. <laughs> See, like me and my missus, we put our differences aside. I said to the boys in the lodge, right, you don't need to stand in the chapel stairs, right, but come down, the picture's <laughs> And I'm not posting them anywhere, know what I mean? <laughs> and, yeah, listen, see if there's any real prodigies out there that are desperate for a Catholic wife because they know they're all full of sin and filthy as fuck. Right, let's not be a bit of push here. <laughs> That's how everybody wants a celic, Lassie. We all know that. No issues, man. You get back to her house, bed. you open that bedroom door and she's got a celic tap hanging up there, you're like, ah, I've hit the fucking Kitching. jackpot, boys. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. I, I'm, you're right in what you're saying like that That I don't think that stuff that's why when people all those assholes were getting angry about the Sainsbury's advert because it was like oh it's a black family that doesn't uh, properly encapsulate British Christmas like what the fuck are you they talking about they don't have snow in Africa no they're, they're for London it's a London family no but I mean why, how they don't understand the models of real Christian Christmas fuck off you old conservative cunt what is a Christian Christmas anyway I'll tell you what it is it's just a bunch of men Tattoos, Rangers taps, cheap drink, <laughs> doing the lodge, singing songs, somebody have a cigar, you know what I mean? That's a Christian Christmas in That's Paris. a Christian Christmas. You've, you know, you have maybe have a few drinks, things get nasty, you start blaming other folk, and maybe you put a few windies in, in the chapel on the way up the road. <laughs> but, you know, that's a Christian Christmas for you. I get one. I get the other one. And, you know, there's a bit of bitterness there and all because there's no milk to steal and nobody's fucking got orange juice at their door. You know. Remember when you used to go stealing the milk and then you would find the orange juice and you'd be like, what the fuck Gold is going on, man? Gold ticket. I'll tell you once. Who the fuck are these cunts? I know. That's 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 I always go, who the fuck are these rich cunts? That's getting I, stolen because that's a cheek. See, see when the first time I went out stealing milk, right? I mean, the the rush, the just the rush of adrenaline when you're stealing milk is amazing now, after it when you're back in because we used to camp and then we would steal hundreds of milk and we'd go back to the tent and there's like 40 Aye. bottles of milk right and then you start tanning the milk and you'd fucking you'd get a brain freeze or you'd shit Aye. yourself because you're drinking too much milk right? but the best thing about it is is if you're locked in your actual life you never actually drank milk but the fact that you fucking stole it you steal even more than you could ever drink it's, and you it's, drink it all just because why I mean I'm not I'm not I'm not proud of it you know uh, I'm also no 
I'm not endorsing stealing the milk. I don't even know if people get milk anymore. But at the same time, I think that was just a part of growing up. It was named Malice, you know? It was what, a quid? All right, maybe something gets up in the morning or that. Fuck, I've not got any milk for my brand flakes. But then, who's drinking a pint of milk every single day? I don't know. Anyway, stealing the milk. You also got rolls for the shop. When they delivered them to the shop, we used to do that, get down in Nick Hunter's of rolls. That was the fucking winner and all. I was like, I, I, never, was your... I never nicked the rolls because I used to think that's... Do you, know why, do you know why I never used to nick rolls generally and I don't even know how good, in, boy. no in my head I used to think that's a business I used to always think that like I used to think fuck that's, off I did mate because see like we used to go down past Trinity High School right and there was a wee there was a baker's there I can't remember the name and they all come back to me and there was one day there was the fucking two pallets of rolls stacked and they're like fucking lift the rolls man I was like no, and we just kept going because we had hundreds of bottles of milk. Maybe it was the milk, but I didn't even think about it. Like, hold on, like, ah, leave the rules. No, I was just like, you know, we're just gone. I did keep thinking, like, <laughs> that's a. Mate, I'm like Robin Hood. I'll fucking steal for the rich. See if you're getting milk delivered on a daily. You, mate, you can afford to get a few bottles pumped. <laughs> but here's the thing see, when you used to go to a door and they would have, like, the actual milk, you know, like the kind of metal, like, we bottle holder things remember them that had the name aye, of the dairy aye, on aye. it and you're like how fucking rich is this cunt swipe so one day mate day in the milk you run the full tray everything even the wee hoarder full hang aye off right beautiful beautiful turns up at a door boom right in we goes one milk one orange juice mate first time ever happened we think we've hit the jackpot right can't believe it we've, we've got it felt like a bottle of gold never beat that you'll never beat that here's the thing mate went to the next door do you know what they had Milk and chocolate milk. You fucking dancer. <laughs> Mate, I bet you're all fighting amongst yourselves to see who's procking that. See, honestly, we're sitting in the tent passing the chocolate milk room like it was a joint. Just going, oh no, wait a minute. Like, could, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, chocolate milk? What the fuck? Who, imagine getting chocolate milk delivered to your house. Aye, that would Who are these posh cunts? The exactly. Unbelievable, mate. Slight jealous, but... Stealing the milk. I've never had the chocolate milk. Chocolate milk, I, I remember. I remember... I remember... Um, I can't remember where I was doing a gig somewhere, some wee mad tune somewhere, and we were all fucking steaming. And somebody went, we'll just go to the bakers on the way up the road. And it was the bakers who was like firing shit up for the day, and you could uh-huh. chop the door and buy fucking buy rolls stuff in the back door, right? <clears throat> it fucking blew my mind, man. You could do that in Renfrew, that one in Renfrew. Because they were like, they you were like, could a... have done it where I stayed, but we never thought about that at the time, you know what I mean? What, what were they That's called? Man? Something with a V. Give me a V, I think. I don't know, I can't remember. But so the front of it was a, like a like, like a like a shop. So at lunchtime, all the Waynes for Trinity would go in there and get their, you know, roll and soup or whatever. Or, not a roll and soup, but a roll and soup. But then the whole back of the fucking shop, what went on for miles, was like a, a full like functioning bakery. Factory. So you could go in there at like five in the morning, but like, all right, boys. I mean, then they'd be like, he's two minutes to hide all the Chinese and then hide all the Johnny Farmers. I mean, listen, side of the wee fucking donut. He's up. Oh, but obviously you, pie, you would go and you'd be like how, how much for 14 yum yums but you're always just giving the guy the one and he's put it straight in his pocket no I'm not caring oh of course and you're I, off, up the road with as, well, as well as you I, I used to be able to think how sorry I felt for the guy at the baker because you're just turning up steaming after a fantastic night he's in there on the night shift just like I wish I could be you and equally I'm like I wish I was you mate and then I'd eat all the fucking pies one for the oven one for me one for the oven <laughs> one for me the, you would he's get sick you would get sick of yeah. Uh, it's like when you say oh, you you work in a sweet shop, you don't eat sweeties. I said that for me when I worked in that that worked in that Burger King. That took a long time for me to go over that. And I only done one shift, scarred for life. When I was right young, my mom worked in a baker's 
And right. the highlight was after school going up there and getting a week, she put a wee cake next. There you go. And it was in the wee boxes. They used to make the wee boxes and all yeah, that. Yeah. Fucking love it, man. Strawberry tarts and just any shit that wasn't selling. <laughs> Straight to the boy, Lee. Mate, you're not, I mean, you take it quite happily. No. Smash, smash, and in a move. <laughs> oh, yeah. listen, listen, right. Before I forget, we need to talk about it. Tell me you've heard that Tom Cruise's fucking COVID rant on yes, the mate. set of yes, Mission mate. Impossible. Right, I shall put right. it to you. So okay. I'll sit back. What's your thoughts on that? I absolutely... So maybe explain... Explain what it is. Right, so Tom Cruise is, uh, I think they're in London actually, but they're, they're filming they're filming the next Mission Impossible movie, which in itself is incredible to think that they're making another Mission Impossible movie. But they're on the set, uh, filming Mission Impossible. The the two clips that I heard, one of the guys, um, I believe the, the story is they're looking over a monitor. So they're obviously looking at, I think they call them rushes. <laughs> which is play, <laughs> playbacks playbacks of the recording right and um, the two guys are apparently standing over a monitor not socially distanced and then Tom Cruise loses his fucking mind and starts screaming at them and I think it's absolutely brilliant I think it's, it's absolutely brilliant, brilliant. I, I don't have a problem with I, I, I don't like people who are cunts for the sake of cunts right and I don't like people who get above their station. But see, if you are Tom Cruise, you are effectively one of a very small group of people who are Hollywood, Hollywood royalty. Hollywood. Right? You are, and he's a friend of the show, old Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, friend of the show, Hollywood royalty. But you're also, <laughs> like, Tom Cruise is the the top 1% of famous people around the world, right? You could show, uh, you could go to a tribe in the fucking middle of the... And, and show them a picture of Tom Cruise and they'll be like ah Tom Cruise Millport Sex Island they know who he is right aye hearing him well, go been chased mental, from about the island fam mate hearing him go mental was absolutely brilliant it was brilliant man you fucking yeah, he's, I mean he's proper no. screaming him we got a thousand what people laugh a thousand people class? depend on this you fucking oh, you'll be gone you'll be gone what are you saying what are you saying because he had his mask on that's what made me laugh <laughs> I fucking oh, you are fucked you're gone you're fucking gone anyone who's go soon you're oh. gone and I was going that's brilliant he's even got a mask on losing his fucking shit you imagine me five foot five my thing is Tom Cruise my th- I know he's a wee midget the whole industry is on my fucking shoulders. That's how I sleep at night. You, anyone there, you are fucking gone. You're fired. This bullshit cannot continue. That's how I, that's what I live with at night. And I'm going, see, that's Catherine. Just am I clear? Tom. Am I clear? They're like, yeah, yes, Tom. I don't know that. I don't know that. Sorry, what was that, mate? What? <laughs> no, you wouldn't eat fucking shit. No, I wouldn't eat that. Yes, Tom. But the thing about it is, is I was listening to it on... I think the think the tranny was on fucking Excuse me? Scotland it was. The what? The transvestite. Sorry, yeah. the trans rister the trans the non-denational radio <laughs> was BBC Scotland. The wireless. And it was uh, who's that woman who does the sh- she talks like that? Uh, she does the morning show. Kay oh, Adams. Yeah. Kay Adams, yeah. That's, and she does things like she says nothing like Curie. Yeah. Curie in and she says things like, yes. No, she, she try she puts me, makes me laugh, and then I want to slap her because she puts me Scottish words into her vocab, you know, to try and be a wee bit more, you know, voice of the people. But anyway, my question to you is the debate on the on the radio was what was what side are you on? Are you think? Do you think 
he had a right to talk to people like that, shouting, screaming his fucking head off. Was it, is this serious? Are you, are you being serious? Is this actually a discussion? This is the thing. This is the thing that made me fucking. This uh, was a discussion on the radio show, and I was going, "What? This is. I mean, we'll talk about this. Snowflake this is fucking why, stuff, man. This is why I do. I beg you. I mean, I know people who are listening. To this, I'm not going to do it. Do not listen to BBC Radio Scotland for the love of God, man. If there's any fucking hope of of joy in your fucking heart, stay away from that shit, man. I can't even believe well, the that's debate was no, listen, because this is what made me, I was yeah, lucky I, I didn't phone in. Shouting at radio. Well, no, it was so they basically split it to basically say, should he have spoke to his staff like that? Of course he or should. Or was there a better way? No. A better way he could communicate right. So it was basically no. people phoning in either way, and you were getting lovies through the theatre phone and saying, I think it's terrible, you know, we've already been through this year how bullying in the workplace has oh, an adverse off. effect, especially this time. You're right now, I was going, What? Fucking what? <laughs> and then there was like a few sensible people like a football manager phoned in and went, Listen, he's totally within his right to talk about that. Because if you look at like Sir Alex Ferguson, that's how you had to fucking G up your team to get them out onto the pitch to get the best of them. He goes, he is within his right to fucking scream at these people because he's obviously been warning them and he's fucking lost his talk. And then he's going, I don't see any problem. Then other women, you know, wait, you stay on the line. I've got to bring her in. So then the two fucking points start arguing each other. My point is... is he's probably said to fucking cunts all through the day, listen, you are too close... Please keep mind your distance. We're going to get shut down if we don't adhere to fucking social distancing. Blah blah blah. It's probably been on and on and on. And then he's went, fucking, I fucking tell yous, get the fucking, you know, because he was going, we'll get shut down. So many Aye. people will lose their jobs. I've already seen people lose their houses because of this. Aye. The insurance, it's all sitting on my fucking shoulders. Well, Any minute, you're fucking. <coughs> and I'm going, you don't, you fucking damn. I'd have fucking hooked him and all. Mate, the I, see, honestly, see the fact that you have that. told me that that was a genuine phone in. I am, I, I, I can feel the anger Raging in my chest. Aye. No, I was fucking, here's, here's no, my fucking, but I was laughing and going, my no fucking two pence on it, right? This is a problem with people who use certain language, like, there's a better way to communicate this. I am telling you right now, and I'll, you, I could probably find you a million scientists that could back this up. See if I scream a message into your face. There's no better way to communicate that. You can't mishear me. You can't misinterpret it. If someone screams into your face, do not do that. You can't go away and go, I, I don't know what he said, but was there a better way you could communicate Tell that to me? Ass. This is this is a problem with things like <laughs> see things like sport or things like film or television or or music or like anything that's kind of artistic in a certain way. You can't. Yeah, that has to. It's separate. Say, say, I'm Tom Cruise, right? So, from what I understand, he is producing this one. So, aye, as he's in just acting and producing it. I, but as in, like, he's making Everyone's this happen. Aye, he's making aye. it happen. No, no studios went. Do you know what we really need? We really need another fucking Mission Impossible. No, he's went. I want to work. To his agent. Tom Cruise, uh, it's Tam here. Listen, I want a job. Tam, there's no jobs. You're a mad Scientology cunt. You're five foot five. He's you're nailing your sixties. There's no jobs. You're not a front man anymore. You're not a love interest. You're not an action man. We can't get you any jobs, right? Go and fucking enjoy yourself with Tam. He's went, well, do you know what? I'm going to make another mission possible. Don't be stupid, Tam. He's went, fuck you, phone doing, right? So he's had to pay 
I imagine tens of millions on insurance. And here's the other thing, mate. See if something was to happen on one of these shoots, like somebody was to get COVID, who's a fucking boom operator or who's a fucking stuntman. With and then he sues, he sues Tom Cruise for millions. He made me work and I've got COVID and I didn't want to work. Fuck you. This whole kind of softly, softly... But no, there's a complete difference between bullying the workplace. Even if you want to go to a normal place, even if you want to go to a call centre, right? We 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 are we're an insurance company. See if I own that insurance company. See if that's my company. I can come ring your desk, call your cunt to your face, and keep walking because it's my fuck. It's my money. It's my no, business. That, that's that, that's no, that's that's. If that, you're not doing your job extreme. properly, that, this is just angry Scott talking. Uh, if you, I, I thought you were just going walking up and going like, "Hey, cunto." No, and then walking away. If you I mean, like complete, you're fucking, right you're affecting fucking my face, business. Aye. Aye, get the, the fuck out of here! You're I'm fucking paying you for nothing, you dick. Get exactly. the fucking work done, or you're out in your ass. Exactly. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm woke. You can't speak to me like that. You're a fucking asshole. Get the fuck. My father oh, used to call me an asshole twenty years ago, and you have just triggered me, and I'm now going off in the sick. I'm like, go off in the sick. I'm going to get a boy, a team of fucking boys from Stevenson. They're going to come round, and they're going to cut your legs off. See you later. I That's why I know Cruise, my wings will be fine because I shout and scream at them like fucking nobody's business, so they'll be Tom well Cruise worth getting into their world. Perfectly within his right to scream at these people. And here's the thing, man. Right, like they're obviously in a situation now where they boys are lucky because. See if that was normal. Like, see if that was uh, like COVID was the happen. Say that it's like next year, for example, right? When obviously people are still going to have to take cautions and be, be safe. I would have just, you would have just fired them. You know, just went like, guys, you're fired. Now, here's the other thing, right? It, it's two sides to it, right? That, that are aggressive. So people will say things like, like you're talking about that phone and they're going, there's a better way to communicate with people and he should not have spoken to him like that and he's downgrading him. He's, he's probably been doing that throughout the day, but maybe, Scott, maybe he's been saying side, through the day, come on guys, separate, let's keep this right. Even if he's no mate, who gives a fuck? He's within his right to lose his rag. The other side of that is going, right, so instead of me going, listen guys, you're fucking the pressure I'm under, you're gone. I walk up to the two boys and go, all right boys, listen, did you get the, the email about the social distancing? He did. And did you sign it? He said, right, it's just because I've been watching you for five minutes and you're both standing on this monitor. All right, so listen, you're both fired. Uh, I need you to leave the set immediately. You're not getting paid and I'll make sure that neither of you will ever work in Hollywood ever again. All right, boys, thanks so much, guys. Take care. Now, you're going to be happy with that because I'm not shouting, I'm not raising my voice, I'm being very calm. But I have now removed him for the job so they then may lose their house. They might then lose their lifestyle. And I will generally make sure they never fucking work again. Is that how you want me to deal with it? Or do you want me to stand and go, listen, shut the fuck up, stand apart and do your job. When did when did we change to the point where you cannot raise your voice to somebody? When did that happen? When 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 fuck fuck knows what happened. I don't know. What, ha- what happens? Here's the thing. See the boys' fibber. Did, did he get shouted at the fibber? Did they shout about the fibber? That's what I love about it. The, the coaches are screaming at the boys up and down the touchline, but that keeps them on their fucking toes. Mate, exactly. But mate, we used to I, get. I've not seen any. The all day, all the coaches do it still in football. Mate, see when I played rugby, we, we no abused, right? But we used to get like there was a genuine fear. One of our coaches, we feared them. Like we genuinely feared them. That's the best way. And he used to. Mate, see when we done pre I remember my first pre-season. So when you get to like under 16s, that's when it starts getting serious because there's a real chance within two years you're going to be playing with the first team. And rugby in Scotland's a bit different than football because every rugby team is has a professional first team. So you make money, right? So you might only get a hundred pound a game, but there's a chance you'll still be earning the money, right? So it's for the boat you love, isn't it? But it's all a set. So when you turn 16, suddenly it becomes very serious. So you go from having two coaches to having like four and five coaches and there's like one coach for forwards, one for backs, one for fit. Like it's 
it's very serious. When I turned up for pre-season, so this is summer, so you're still off school, we used to go for a run. So we, in Cartha on the south side, so we start jogging around the park, right? And we're just jogging around this country estate. And I remember saying to the coach, how, how long are we going for? Because I always like to know how far I was running so I could like, try and pace it. And he's like, you're running until you're sick. Well, I <laughs> shut up, mate. We, we never stopped until every single person in the team was sick. I bet folk were not bulking just to get by. Well, all the big boys, right, <laughs> were bulking after like a couple of miles. But see the young, see the, like, the fit, the backs, man. Mate, they kept going and kept going. And we just sat at the sideline. They ran them for about three years. And then see when they vomited, the coach got us in. He's like, right, guys, see you tomorrow. That's it over. I'm like, what? We, well, it was fucked our minds. We're going, what? Went home, came back the next day, and he ran us again till we were sick. Done that for a week. And then we started training. And that was just to like, break his down to do what we're told but it's that whole psychological thing that you don't understand but you need that not aggressive in the sense of there's fear or you're worried about it but you need to know if you fuck up you're going to get a bollocking he's obviously trying to get rid of all the fucking chaff isn't he he's got rid of all the fucking stupid folks who need to be there what, so you want to go fuck this that's but good because he's just like right, I mean, get rid of him but at that time we never had a lot of people like that we had a, we had a good we had a good team man. I remember he brought in one of the first like the big like fucking this guy's like a bricklayer 36 and he brought him in he did tackling with us mate and I ran out of this guy man I'm 16 year old and he fucking steamrolled me he absolutely like almost turned my lights out man I never, I never forget it he hit me and then like I just felt all the air just suck out my body and I was lying up <laughs> and he's going right up you get and I went get up and I'm going back at the line again they, they used to beast us man but then when you came up against it you were fucking solid you machine but here's come back to fucking Tom Cruise I can't believe they phoned in honestly I can't believe they phoned in about that everything Tom Cruise said that I could hear through his mask it was he wasn't seeing anything out of place that if you think what he's oh, providing he's like the eyes of the world are on this I've got insurance companies there's businesses closing left right and centre but here's what made me think as well that's his oh, so mate. somebody's video, videoed his outburst it's been happening through the day because somebody's been sitting ready to record it because they know it's coming because it's obviously but, happened and happened and happened oh no because they're, they're on the he's on is it the cams he's, they're all mic'd up no, but somebody's leaked a fucking secret recording. Or is it here? Is it, is it, is it just another way to cannily promote Mission Impossible 2? Because we're talking I mean, about it. Everybody in the world's talking it's, about it. It's These a good way. Shite anyway, well, that's no fucking kid one. I've got, I've got the full rant in front of me here online. Do you want to hear this? Aye, just do. We want, it says, we want the gold standard. They're back there in Hollywood making movies right now because of us, because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone every fucking studio at night, insurance companies, producers, and they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs, you motherfuckers. I don't even <laughs> want to see it again, ever. And if I do see it, you're fired. If I see you do it again, you're fucking gone. And if anyone in this crew does it, that's it. You too, and you too, and you don't ever fucking do it again. That's it. No apologies. You can tell it to the people that are losing their fucking homes because our fucking industry is shut down. It's not nothing. They, it's not going to put food on their table or pay their college education. This is great, man. 
there's no end it with, and that's why I sleep with every night or something. That's why I love that you every it. night. That's, that's why I sleep with. That's why I sleep with every night. The future of this fucking industry. The future of this industry. So I'm so. <laughs> I, so I'm sorry. I am beyond your apologies. I've told you now. I want it, and if you don't do it, you're out. We are not shutting this fucking movie down. Is it understood? If I see it again, you're fucking gone, and you're gone, and you're gone, and you cost me nothing. If I see this, you're gone. You're gone. Is that clear? Am I clear? Do you understand? This is brilliant. And he's half his nut, man. He just he just messing me. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> it's fucking. It's like a full speech, man. If but we you shut can't, down, you can't knock it. If we shut down, it's going to cost people fucking jobs, their home, their family. That's what's happening. All the way down the line, and I care about. You. I care. About this is when he turns it. This is when he, you know, he's beating the waves, but he turns it. I care about you guys. I really care about me. Me, it's haunting you. <laughs> what people. When people are standing around a fucking computer and hanging out around here, what are you doing? And if they don't comply, then send their names to Matt Spooner. That's it. Who's Matt Spooner? I don't know. He's obviously the forcer. The only thing he does it, if you listen to the audio, it's all like that. I'm fucking you fucking girl. You and you and you. I'm fucking sick of this shit. It's brilliant, man. Tune in there. Think like how, Queen speech. Think how how tough it must be for like uh, like cause my missus is still working for home right. They've got a, a new office, uh, all renovated. We went in it maybe a, a month or two ago to see it. It's fucking stunning, man. Right, and uh, <coughs> they can't get staff in it because I don't know if it's insurance or obviously the government tells you they can't work for for the office yet. But you imagine doing something like a movie. Like the, the pressure, duty, I mean, it? even the money, the insurance, like it must be unbelievable pressure to be under. Multi-million dollar industry as well, that Mul- movie shot. Multi, multi-million, oh here, we- talk, about, talk about multi-million dollar movies. I watched Tenant. What do you think? <sighs> uh, I think it's a great idea, executed badly. I thought it was fucking great. I think all Chris Nolan's films, he's not let me do with any of his films. I think he's, uh, I think he's losing his mind, and I think he's believing that he's uh, a superstar director, and he's not actually that good. It was a great idea, the, the concept that time travel does exist, but not yet, and the future is travelling back to give us information to benefit them is a great idea, and probably what would happen with time travel, but just executed a bit, a bit weird. I think he was trying to make it too blockbustery and and have too many twists and turns. And I caught, see as soon as like you've seen the film, right? So see like when they're having that fight, him and Patterson. Aye. And Did he you goes, know he don't, was don't kill him. I was like to the mate. I went, that's him. I actually thought it was Robin Patterson. I says he's he, that's why he doesn't want to kill him. That's him. She went, what are you talking about? I went, that's him. He's 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 came back for the future. I I, I thought it was something because it was an equal fight. Everybody else is went fucky fucky. See you later. And this one is it's a full fucking every move. The two of <laughs> yep. them are as good as each other because you're fighting yourself. I, I didn't even when it ended. I was like, this isn't looking that good. But he's like, you know, are we are we friends? He's like, we're friends, and I'll see you soon. I'm like, oh fuck off, man. But Just, here's a here. But here's the beautiful thing with all Chris Nolan's his films. After it, was you asking yourself a lot of questions, or was you piecing things together? You know, like see see that vampire cunt he actually done really good in that film I thought he, that was the only film I've seen I went you're actually a good actor mate but mate he, you forget he is Robert a, Patterson he's a, or he's a fantastic is. actor but his no. problem is he became almost Elvis level of fame with the fucking Aye, the Twilight shit Aye. and then went off the rails he's a wonderful so, actor I thought oh, he's a wonderful no, listen to I think he's player. absolutely fantastic he's a, he's a good looking boy 
Does I that thought he done a great turn in that film, right? But here's what I thought was brilliant, right? <laughs> Nay pumping in it. See, see him, see the, see the, well, was, well, I know that was a bit disappointing. <laughs> see the, see, see the, the, no, this is got to get serious about the film, right? To go film buff on you, right? <laughs> I would love you to interview Chris Nolan going, listen, can I give you a bit of advice? Of course, yeah, go ahead. More popping in your movies, mate. See if you just did a couple of, a couple of ditties or a bit of popping. Aye. Mate, five stars. <laughs> I can only it's, give you four. I can only. I want to give you five. But I can only give you four. Four and a half. Four and a half. Because <laughs> I like you. Your sound. Yeah, your Rangers man. Your Rangers man. It, Aye, four and a half. Put the horn out. Did a wee horn shake. That's a five star. Imagine Chris. you make Chris a Christopher Nolan and he gave you a Mason handshake. You were like, no way, mate. Yes. <laughs> Oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> when you make the film about the time traveling Oz Lodge, <laughs> the time traveling Masons. <laughs> well, right. I've got, I've got, let me pitch it to you, Chris. Right, it's me and the brethren. Right, so I'm nothing logical. Bo- boys in the back in time, and we distinguish and extinguish all the Catholics that gives you any bother. Right, and then oh. but there's like a there's like a battle. Because they've got time travel stuff and they go into the future and they set themselves up as a as, as like a Celtic night, they're day better and everything. So it's like this bit more religion, <laughs> plenty of pumping in it. Don't worry about it, I'll deal with that, Chris. You just do the shots. <laughs> now, you know, Black, right, Chris, listen. Three boys for the Ursa Lodge travel back in time to Stoke, Celtic, <laughs> day and ten in a row. How does that sound? <laughs> what about this? Stick with me, Chris. Here's a title. Here's a title. Ready? Soon as <laughs> he loves, he loves just a one word. We call it's it. Soon as have you, have you got a, have you got a name in mind? We're going to call it Soon as. I like it. I like it. I like it. or 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 Gaza. What about yeah, Chris. Chris? What about the Copeland? That's it. Fade to black. And what? You know, in the full, the, the sort of epicenter of this film is the basement of the Bristol bar. That's where the time traveling is. It turns the dance floor. At the end of the film, right when they wake up, it turns out they've actually all been they've been asleep the whole time in the basement of the Bristol bar, right? <laughs> but right, listen, going back to the film, right? I don't know if you thought about this or maybe you had. I, I love he, it. I love it when, when you do this. When the daughter, when the woman, the, the main woman in it is at the uh-huh. school with her son, uh-huh. her son is the fucking vampire guy. That's how they know each other. That's how he looks after the vampire guys looking after the, I can't, I don't know what the main black guy is called, but he, that's how he goes, we know each other, we're friends, because he's the father figure to that wee boy in the future. For where the film ends, that's the relationship that he has nah. with the woman and the kid. A hundred percent. That's nah. it. hundred percent. You may be right. I've no, I've no, I've no thought you, about that before. It's all, it's all. This is his films, but it's all time traveling. So, at the end of the film is actually the beginning of their relationship, because he goes with a woman, and they bring up the kid, and he trains him for then how, what, how what does, he's going to do in the future. But then, how does? Uh, how, how does he remain the same age so that they can become... Because this, we're talking about time travelling So they can become the, friends later on. Aye, because in his... Right, well, I don't know, but who's, who's the... What's the guy's the black... He was brilliant, at the black it guy. Gee, that's the thing, it doesn't give his name. Uh, he's tenant. He's just the no, fucking he's protagonist. The, he's the protagonist, aye. Right, so the protagonist in the film, 
his timeline actually starts at the end when he makes sure that the the woman and her son are safe. He's in the car, remember? And he kills the folk that are going to kill them. Uh-huh. That's when the relationship with the, the vampire boy actually starts because he then trains them knowing in the future they're going to develop this top technology for the vampire boy to go back into the past to help the protagonist. That's how he knows so much about the protagonist. That's how he is at certain points to rescue him through the film. There's, there's themes, I can't remember now, there's themes all the way through the film. If you look at uh, the <coughs> well, vampire boy's timeline, he's well, so always there at critical points <coughs> to help the protagonist. What's uh, what's vampire boy's name? Is it Neil? No, it's, I said it earlier, did I know? Fucking Elvis McVampire face, fuck knows, what is oh, it? His, his name in the movie, what is his name in the movie? Ah, it's Neil, right, it's Neil. So Robin Patterson plays Neil in the movie. So according to Esquire, the film Neil magazine... Shea. Big Neil Shea. Right, <laughs> it says, and this is, this is your theory, a lot of people are wondering whether Neil, Robin Patterson's character, is in fact Kat's son, and that when yes. Neil says they know each other in the future, it's because Kat and the protagonist stay close and he serves as a substitute father figure to Max as he grows up. This is exactly what you're saying. Hold on. This seems to be subtly hinted both in the ending of the film and in the scene where Neil is with Kat at her bedside on the boat when she is recovering from her injury. One of the problems with this theory is the fact that we already know Max's name. If Nolan wanted to leave his future identity ambiguous, wouldn't he have omitted his name as he did with the protagonist? So we already know the son's called Max. Aye. In the future, at the end, Hold on, but that's in the it. past, he's saying, I can't tell you anything because it'll affect the future if I do too much. That said, no one has said in relation to Patterson's character in an interview, we think he may be called Neil. You never really quite know what's going on with these identities. Because in, throughout the film, they don't give too much. Only what yeah. you need to know, because if they, you know too much, it'll affect the, the, other the passage issue, of time. The other issue is that in order for this to be possible, Neil would have to have now nah, Neil would have had to live through time in reverse for at least a decade in order to go back to the point when he was a child, which feels implausible, both physically and as a plot point. It would be well, deeply tedious to be stuck inside one of the oxygen chambers for a decade, plus everything on the other. Let's try and make a joke. Does the Neil character no actually die in the past? He sacrifices no. himself, no? No, 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 no. He, he, he goes back. He doesn't go into the future with him because he knows he can't go into the future with him because he's a boy in the future and he can't meet himself. That's how he chooses to stay. I love it. I love it when you when you get passionate about I, stuff like this. See, see, after these kind of films, right, my head's in fire and that's when Maria gets up, walks out because she knows she's no sitting listening to my shite ramblings trying to fucking dissect the film and all that. I'm, I'm going, what do you think? So, anyway, this is what I think. <laughs> the other, the other, uh, the other theory on this website is that you know the, you know the the bearded guy that helps him at the end. It's just like it's just me and you that are going to go aye, down that aye, tunnel. Aye. And he's like, why? He goes like, because once you've seen what's inside that, you you can't like you can't tell anybody whatever. So the other theory is that that bearded guy is actually Cat's son, and when he grows up. It's, it's for me it's mere that was apparent I can have put that I went to the cinema to see it twice actually and I, I even at the first viewing I was thinking 
know before the end I was thinking that guy Neil is the protagonist fucking adopted kind of son or, so he's fucking he's the Wayne at the start He, that's him brilliant man I, I love films like that man fucking love films no, so films here's, here's the other, here's the other thing the here's the other theory right you know at the start when he takes the cyanide pill yeah and then they say to him that was a test so it he was there it he was chose to kill himself uh, rather than give it, it. Was, but it wasn't actually a pill that kills you it just renders you unconscious and then we come and collect you because it was a test to see if you would kill yourself uh-huh. the other theory is that the pill was real he did die and Tennant is just all his imagination for a deed imagination for a deed for a deed life that's just bullshit straight away because he's fucking deed what's it what so for the afterlife, he's like telling you a story, man. Maybe here, mate. Maybe what happens to you when you die? Who knows? Maybe you just have eternal an eternal dream. Maybe you just are you living a Chris Nolan film? Maybe you just live out a dream on normal pace. I mean, let's look at Chris Nolan's films, right? I know that this is a fucking hashtag show. It's Christmas time. But we mate, should be mate. singing Band Aid. But no, right, because this is going to be a, a three-year spectacular, man. Let's let this go because we've still got hundreds of questions today. What, uh, this is coming out basically Christmas time isn't it this Christmas episode? Eve Christmas Eve mate fucking Merry Christmas one and all Merry Christmas heroes and our council compadres right do you want me to tell you some of his movies let me t- say something you go yes 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 right. so there's a Batman trilogy that's a fucking given right that's fucking brilliant yep I think I think he'd done name to fund all his other projects like Tenant, like um, Inception Mm-hmm. Uh, Memento is another favourite that's like one of his first films and for the life of me I can't forget he done that war one didn't he which was alright again he's maybe done that big blockbuster to fund Tenant the one night in the the, the beach landings <laughs> what's that did he not do that Dunkirk Dunkirk there you go right so here's some of the movies right the Lego you movie tell, you know tell, do that tell me if you think it's good or no <laughs> Right. Inception amazing I honestly a dream think within a dream Gibbo mate I honestly think Inception's one of the greatest films ever made it's fucking unbelievable but do you know I think Inception is such a good concept and it was executed well and it also leaves you on that is he dead is aye. he no dead aye but just Tenant just is missed is that a dream the, aye Tenant just missed the mark a little bit Right, so I, I'll, Inception. I'll that. It wasn't as good as Inception, Tenant, no. but it was still an extraordinary film. If you hadn't Incep- seen it say Inception, you'd have thought oh. that Tenant was better. Inception, amazing. The Dark yes. Knight, amazing. Amazing. Interstellar. Oh, amazing. If I could have forget that. <laughs> That's one of my favourite films ever. I mean, I Look at your face. <laughs> I'm great as a grown man at that it film. Is, it is emotional. It is emotional, man. Uh, then we've got Tenant. Dunn Hathaway's speech on what love is. Oh. It's fucking un- unbelievable. Dunkirk, which I haven't yes. seen. It's all right. The Dark Knight Rises, amazing. Amazing. Memento, also an amazing film. Aye, ah, brilliant. Uh, Batman Begins, The Prestige, never heard of that. Oh, there you go, another one. You know, seen that? No, is it good? Oh, mate, it's fucking unbelievable. And again, right. uh, you asking so many questions. Fucking Hugh Jackman, Wolverine and uh, Christian Bale two amazing uh, magicians who are at competition with each other to be the best magician oh my god I started watching that the other night and I turned it off but only because it, it was free in the morning I was too tired is it good? fucking unbelievable man see right. the end of it you're like oh midgets crack no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's just it's just dynamite man right, I'm going to watch that Insomnia with Robin Williams never seen that one did he do uh, that? 
Aye. That's a fucking brilliant film. Is it? That's where he, that's where he plays the... He, he develops photographs and he plays a really creepy... Oh, that's no, fucking that's one. That's one, of, that's one of our four. That's something different. Is it? I've seen that. That's, one, that's a good film. Uh, Man of Steel, Transcendence, Batman v Superman, Doodlebug, whatever that is, Justice League, uh, Side by Side, these are getting old, obviously. Dreams, making waves, and then that's it. And then some other shows. Well, I reckon if you're ever stuck for a film to watch, just search his back catalogue and watch one of them. You need to watch one. Prestige for the next time we chat. Uh, I need to watch Prestige. What's, the, ones, what's the Robin Williams one? Insomnia. Insomnia. I'm going to say 2002. That. Insomnia. Uh, American psychological thriller directed by Christopher Nolan and written by Hilary Schleitz. <clears throat> it says here, Insomnia was, it says Insomnia was Nolan's first studio movie and tells the story of a murderer, a murder investigation in a small Alaskan town. The film feels very uh, different to Nolan's other films, but maintains his signature touches. There you go. That'll be good. Now watch that. Who else is it? Uh, Al Pacino's in it. Hilary uh, Swank. You go, I've, I've seen it. <clears throat> it's quite a good cast, man. Insomnia. I can't sleep. <clears throat> Moving on. How did you... I don't know if you saw this news story or not, but uh, a 12-year-old boy had his DJ equipment confiscated after organising a rave in the school toilets. How do a you rave think? in the school toilets? <laughs> it says, a schoolboy in year eight in England, uh, so he's 12, which would be what, S2 here, uh, had his speakers and disco lights confiscated after he arranged and hosted a rave in the school toilets. Uh, Cal schoolboy Bell, error right away. Cal Bell was on the decks in the boys' lose at dinner time on Friday 11th of December when his teachers busted the party. The 12-year-old who goes to St Anthony's Catholic College in Urmston, Manchester, had promoted his event on Snapchat the week before posting the time and date <laughs> of, his, of his DJ set on the guest list for the whole of Year 8 boys. When the party was in full swing, Cal and his mates uh, handed round Cadbury twirls and bottles of Lucasade <laughs> laced with PCP. But the fun wasn't to last... The fun wasn't to last half an hour into his set. Half an hour into his set, staff at the school shut the party down and took took his equipment away from him. Um, they phoned Carl's mum, Louise Bell, telling her that her son had been up to, but understandably, uh, Louise found it easy to see the funny side. She also shared a photograph of the guilty-looking Carl getting in from school looking like he was expecting a telling off. Uh, and he never... <clears throat> He should have got a generator and done up, up, up the fields or somewhere remote. You're going to get busted in a school toilet, man. You know what I mean? Mate, he's 12 years old. He's 12 years old. In the school toilet. <laughs> he's 12 years old. He's 12 years old. They play him. I, I, I love the fucking, I love the, I love the fuck the fucking, fuck these cunts. I'm doing this attitude. I also like the idea that he, uh, he managed to get speakers and decks into hey, the fucking toilet. fucking toilet has got a plug point in it? That's very true. But, but these are modern it, schools, man. It, they're probably schools where it's like a mixy school, isn't it? Like you can where, fucking. Is there, is there ever been anywhere a guy or a woman? Has there ever been anywhere that you've turned up to do a gig and you've went, I can't possibly gig here. Like this can't be safe or this is oh, mental. Fucking loads of gigs, I. <laughs> any, any spring of mind? 
Uh, the, the, only, the first one that springs to mind, just because we were talking about it, I, d- I done a my NXL podcast um, to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the uh, Operation Blade Public Domain. I sat down with myself and other members, Mark Sherry and James Allen, talking about that fucking mad time that we had. Um, and uh, one that we were laughing about was we actually done a fucking gig in Russia in the middle of the Baltic Sea. What? It was on a fucking island with a castle on it, right? And all the way you've gone there, you're going... This is fucking... Who's this at the fucking door? Oh, Jesus. Just check the ring, because I can't... Well, let me go and grab it. Right, hold on. Talk amongst yourself. A wee package here. A wee, a wee package. What the fuck is this? A wee package. Oh. Oh. I see. I actually thought he did, he did he? Scott sent us a wee mug. That's fucking brilliant. But no. Oh, check that out. Eight. Top brew, nice one for sorting. What? Top one, nice one, sorting. That's alternate. My mate Mark Archer uh, sent us up a mug. See, my real mate. Yep. You know, it's a DJ alternate. Everybody knows alternate. Old school legends. He's got mugs out, so check it out. Fucking brilliant. Top brew, nice one for sorting. It's had a remix. Fucking brilliant. Cheers for that, Mark. Thought it was you, Scott, but no, sonny boy. <sighs> wow. I was saying, that's great. Hey, Give wow. us fucking yeah. broke down. Look what I've got for you, son. Yes. Come on, boy. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. Yes. Think about it. Coming, coming your way soon. Don't you worry. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Look what I've got for you, son. Wait a <laughs> Get it. Show the old boy. Show the old chap. <laughs> Can't go for you, boy. You can have a wee grey one. Oh. Or a charcoal one. What one oh. was you like? What, oh. what colour was you like? What colour oh, was you I, like? I ain't charcoal. I ain't charcoal. Charcoal. Charcoal, my boy. That's it. And that was a nice wee surprise there. Lovely. Right. Let's get back lovely. to Let's get back to it. We need to cut this bit out because this was silence. Well, I DJing in the Baltic Sea. Aye, so we were talking about it done a podcast to celebrate 20 years of public the men were all laughing about the fucking madness and one gig that we all agreed on was one of the maddest in Russia we'd done a, a gig in the middle of the Baltic Sea and, and we were driving there in a fucking ladder and we were going this is mad we get stopped by a Russian speed check which was two ladders one fucking pulls out with the sirens on and the driver just go ah, ah, drive and then the second one follow up the road blocks the road 
because huh? they can't chase you in the fucking ladder because the speed's on there. Anyway, guy got a ticket. We found out what a Russian speed trap is. We then go into this fucking boat. It's taking us out in the middle of the Baltic Sea. And all the time you're going, what the fuck's going on here? You don't think that I'm going to get murdered? Well, it was mental. Even arriving in Russia, the guy, we had fucking harness of equipment. We skipped the full customs. The guy gave the customs guys money right in front of us and we just fucking sailed through. Nobody checked our passports or fuck all. Sailed right through, <laughs> loaded up the van and we're going, this is fucking, these cunts must be heavy gangsters. <laughs> so how, how did this sea, gig happen? See, well, we, just check this out. We see the castle in the middle of fucking the water. It's like an island where fucking castle. Like, I'm talking like a castle, a medieval castle. And we're going, no fucking ways to gig in there. Next to the castle, floating in the sea, is a fucking nuclear submarine. Shut up. That's, po- that's powering the castle rave. That's all the power <laughs> for the rave is for a nuclear submarine. And there's a guy standing in the submarine like that, waving at us. And we're going, you are fucking shitting me, man. Are you serious? The guy's like, serious? Yes, this is a battle for the uh, the, the rave party. Right, we get in. <laughs> it's just this fucking massive castle. The bit is the... The main courtyard is the rave. The DJ box and the stage is up in the fucking... The DJ box is up in like a fucking <laughs> turret. Then there's a stage, all mega production. So is there any punters? Cunts took us in. No, no, yeah. This is us sound checking. It's a derelict castle. He took us walking. It's all like fucking tapes where you can't walk about because it's a fucking old castle with holes in the wall and everything. Took us into this room. It was like VIP room. Vodka, we were just sculling this vodka it was so easy to drink amazing heavy duty priceless vodka caviar all this kind of mad shit Bro, we did a sound check all the cunts well I'm telling you man everything was going on it was mental right the the gig starts did a gig fucking brilliant Oh, anyway, do hey, gig. come on this madness come on. I can't tell you I can't tell you I can't tell you such a shape man alright yeah, no, anyway, fucking obviously <laughs> yeah. excess, hey, right? Tell the Euros, mate, tell the Euros. <laughs> we'll see that one for the Patreon. Join the Patreon. We did a gig. <laughs> oh, pop these all the way through the set. He's fucking gone mental, man. <laughs> after, the, after the gig, we, we James, he's fucking went for a piss and just went for a walk to go and do a piss. He's walked into this room. And the guy's fucking, he tells us like the guy grabbed him and pulled him back while he was doing a piss. He's like, what are you fucking doing? The guy went, oh, stop, stop, stop. It was like a fucking drop right down. He thought he was just walking into a room. It was like a fucked stairwell with just a drop to his death. Holy shit. Uh, And then we were fucking running about this castle and it was like doors right out into the fucking phone. See that where the midget went to in Game of Thrones where he was like trapped in the dungeon? There was rooms (laughs) like that. Where it was just the fucking waves and a drop. What, what's the history uh, of the so, castle? What, what is it? Oh, you were not, you I, I can't you? remember, man. So any, anyway, Sherry Boy goes to DJ after the set. And we're out in the dance floor just fucking loving life. The fucking canopy caught fire with the fireworks and the lights, right? And what we were doing fuck? on the dance floor. Oh, Mark, the fucking <laughs> on fire, man. Right? He's like, woo! Yeah, I'm on fire, whoa! Right, fucking big things, big plastic drippers. Oh my god! <laughs> the guy, your tour manager, climbed the scaffolding with a fucking fire hydrant, sh- sh- trying to put the fire out. 
Anyway, we've done the gig. We stayed, we fucking raved on. On the way back, I think the pang was still gone. This is like fucking right into the morning. Uh, you know, I think we had to get actually we had to get back for to go fly back to Ibiza. Fucking flying back. The wee guy stole in the generator and he had a big mad room gloves. No, the, the goggles in his eyes. Full black face with a suit for the generator or whatever. There's no art. <laughs> Two wee <laughs> white eyes. <laughs> and we were just like, oh, he's, got, he's got a black lung. <laughs> he looks, he fucking, he looks like a minion. Top half the braces. <laughs> he's, just sho- he's just shoveling the colon fucking all night long. Don't spit on you. Just get back. And Man, even, even at that gig, even at that gig, before this is how fucking insane the fall hang was. We left, we played Privilege in Ibiza the night before we left to fly to Russia, right? Just before we'd done the gig in Ibiza, I went up to the VIP box where the owners of Privilege were. Yep. They were sipping this thing for a champagne flute and they went like, hey, because we'd went out to meal wearing before it and a few drinks. So everything was cool. They gave me a champagne glass. I just took it, cheers, and fucking downed a lot of it. And as I gave them it back, they were all like that. Like I could see the panic in their face. I'm trying to stay cool. I didn't want like to freak out in front of them. It's like, oh, so fucking have a great night. So as I'm walking back, I'm going, what the fuck was in that? By the time I've got to the stage, cannot which is remember it, which is how far? How far are we talking? We're talking about less than a two-minute walk. Less but than a two-minute walk. You were gone? Cannot remember. I, I vaguely remember wee James holding me. I'm just kind of going like that. Fucking, they were going to pull the gig. I was out my... It was... Um, Did you I still DJ? fuck it was. No, this was a live gig we were fucking doing all the fucking live stuff we'd, we'd done the gig and there's a, we shot a video for that gig and all uh, and there's parts in it with me rolling about the flare out my fucking skull going like that to the fucking camera guy stoked filming me there was loads of it I had to tell me to get it all cut out because I'm in a fucking a wreck anyway I came to with a blanket around me we'd landed in Russia it's in Peter oh. That's when I came to. I was like, what the f- what's fucking going on here? Mate, that that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. That and then must have done been, the sound check. That must have been that, that must have been terrifying. You must have felt like a bag of shit, man. You know, Peter. Again. Uh, no, I was I was just moldy, straight in a couple of beers again and then fucking <laughs> just carry on. Man, it's the power of youth. It's the power of youth. You imagine that now? Can you imagine that at your age now? Oh, if you drank fuck. something the skelchy and then you woke up in a plane in St. Petersburg? I think it was like fucking GBH or some fucking mad. Why would they be drinking fucking... that though? Why would they be doing that to themselves? Because if you drink a wee, just a wee bit of it, you get a good wee dunt and you can ride the dunt. <laughs> if you date, oh, that's when you wake up and you've been pumped with six guys. And I was that fucking. <laughs> they could have done it to me. They could have pumped me all the way in the plane out of St. Petersburg. They did. That's how they got they the gig. Did. That's how they got the gig, I had a wee, So, here's what's came to me. The wee blue blanket that I kept up around my neck, I've actually kept that blanket because <laughs> it got me there and back safe. And it's wow. now my lucky... In, my, in all my wallets, I cut a wee bit of that blanket. It's my wee lucky bit of blanket. I've always kept it since then. Fuck's sake, man. That's mental. But there you go. That's fucking Ma- a mad gig that I've... Mother Russia. That's amazing, mate. That's amazing. Um, you want, will we do some questions? Because we've got loads for, Aye, for heroes. Got any, let's cut into the questions. Patreonskis. Uh, let's good. have a look. Uh, any chance, uh, or blah, 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 we'll do that later on. Uh, 
David Anderson. Uh, good evening, afternoon, David. Merry Christmas, David, to you and yours. Uh, a hero here. Um, David asks, Roses are quality street. Let me add, they're both shite. Now, if you don't have the inside list of the tin, then you can't tell them apart. What has happened to chocolate in general? It's getting smaller all the time. A Mars bar used to last an hour. Now it's the size of a Milky Way. <laughs> and don't get me started on a bounty. What do you think? David David raises a lot of good points here. I have found myself questioning the uh, the size of chocolate recently. And uh, I think I think it's disgraceful. Do you remember, like, a Mars bar used to be a, an actual, like, a meal. Fucking like, it was meal. like a proper thing. Oh, it was huge. Whereas now you've got remember to it said, Remember it was for... Remember it said on the side of Mars bars, no, no, marathons it was, uh, not for girls. Remember that as well? Because it was no. for truckers. Or was that Yorkies? That's Yorkie, not like for women. Not, not for girls. Not it's for not for girls. It's not for girls. It's not for girls. Yorkie. You used to buy a Yorkie just for its size because it was shite chocolate, but it was just... Aye, it, was it, was a, it was a big boy. Aye, but it was a feast. But it was you the same way. Aye, like... Take your teeth out, try to half it. <laughs> and then because you'd bite it, and you suck it for half an hour to try and get it. Right. <laughs> Bounty bars, marathons, or Snickers, they've all fucking reduced in size, man. Because the, the, even if people say they haven't, a bounty, you never used to be able to get a full bounty in your mouth. Whereas now you, can, you used to have to bite it in half, because if you put it in, it was up. But now you can just pop it in like it's nothing. Put a two of them in your mouth, couldn't you? Chocolate, I love a bounty and they are not enough. Cadbury's chocolate has got shit since the Americans bought it because they've changed it. They've not put as much sugar in it and they've changed the recipe. So Cadbury's chocolate isn't as good as it used to be because the Americans. Chocolate's definitely getting smaller. Uh, the only thing that hasn't get smaller is the fries Turkish delight. But that's because all of people buy that. I love a good Turkish delight. So if you go to pick one, what are you going for? Are you going Rosie's or are you going Quality Street? Well, the owner Rose's quality street thing, your man's right with the instructions, but being brought up living off that shit, I know each wrapper and I know exactly what's in it. For some bizarre reason, I still know what I'm getting. So I don't, I'm, I'm by the manual. I don't need the manual for these streets. Aye. But I would go Rose's or quality street. I would tend to lean more to the Rose's just because my favourite is in there. And that's the one with the toffee with the nut in it. But since they brought the heroes, up. that's my go-to fucking. That's the big, that's the like big the purple one in it. Aye, that's my favourite roses. But the the heroes with the wee mini bounty bars, Snickers, Galaxies, is 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 my go-to one now. But do you know feel with the heroes that the problem is you you batter a full tin because nothing satisfying because it's not enough. It's literally like what? that's what's good about them. Because you bite, see with the many Mars bars, you bite that and you literally just get a wee tiny taste and you're like, fuck, and then you, before you know it, you've rattled the whole tin. Do you do things like when you maybe got like four or five of the Mars bars? Make a sandwich. So you can get the straight after them. Or do you mix it? Sometimes I've done things where I get two of the Milky Ways and sandwich that between a Mars bar and flatten it and then eat it. Oh, hello there. Yeah, what I'm talking about. That. Um, see if you go to John Lewis, um, you know, where all the other middle class people shop. Uh, they've got a a Rosie's or a, a Quality Street uh, display, so you can buy an empty tub and then fill it with whatever you want. So, see, you like the purple ones? You can just fill a tin full of the purple ones. No bad. Game changer. Then I'm sure they did the big massive purple ones. I don't know if I could do that, man. 
But I think the big massive purple one is just like a, a shell. You open up like a kinder egg and it's just full of normal size one. I don't think it's oh, one giant. Right, right. I was thinking, fucking hell, man, some eating. No, it's not like one giant purple one. I'll tell you what I go for now, only because of Maria, and it's an Italian one. Oh, here we go. Can't even tell you. Can't tell you. The batches. It's called a caramento. It's it's kind of like a Ferrero Rocher, but it's in a wrapper. And it's got coconut. I think it's a white coconut thing. Where we. I know exactly what you're talking about. They're dynamite. Fucking unbelievable, man. But again, mate, the problem with them is you you have one, and then you literally could eat about fifty of them. Uh, but this is this is again the thing that annoys me. So she'll go out there, you go, give me two, and you, you go like, fucking, I could smash that box. No, see, see things, <laughs> mate, see <laughs> things like that. Box. <laughs> see things like that. Uh, even Fred Roche, like, again, people think I'm mad, right? Missy thinks I'm half my You need five of them, right? And here's my logic. When you get Fred Roche, you need five Fred Roche, right? Every time, every time you're going to have you one. You're talking a cut of tea or a coffee or something. Say, I say something gives you a cut of tea and go, you want a Fred Roche? Go, love one. You need to give them five. Uh, no, you wouldn't love one. Uh, you need. Uh, you, no, you need five because see if you want one, you actually need five. So you sit down. The first one gets rattled, and the second one is rattled instantly. So now you've had two, right? The third one you enjoy. And then the fourth one is a wee bit excitement because you want that taste again. And the fifth one is you just don't want something to take it away from you. And that's the final one you hold on to. As you're so finishing you need, your tea. You need five of them. Because one is no 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 grown man or woman or non-binary has ever had one for a Roshi and went, that was enough for me. You need more. Right, oh from Phil. Also, I, I don't I would who, love who bites them in half? You have a Fred Roshi hole. I always bite them in half. You're because joking. Because I try to make it last longer. See, that's, why you, need five. that's why you need five. That's why you need five. That's why you need five. It's like, mate, I, went, I was what. in my mum's a couple of weeks ago and she went, do you want a coffee? I went, love a coffee. And she gave me one Jaffa cake and I went, Margaret, what are you doing? What's she doing with that? That's, Which, and Jaffa cake, that? cakes are fucking ten a penny, man. You could at least add a... What's one? What's one? I, I want a sleeve. I want a sleeve Aye. of Jaffa cakes. Who the, fu- who, who the fuck's coming here? A five-year-old. Like, do you remember when Jaffa cakes started selling them in meter-long tubes? Aye. And I was like, finally, a, a portion size that's respectable. <laughs> 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 one, a whole fucking stack of Jaffa cakes. One sleeve. That's one cup of tea. My, see my boy no, obviously don't date now when they were younger with their football team so they would do like tournaments and obviously you'd go and watch the tournament and everybody would bring sandwiches and pieces and all the mods would be making fucking cakes and uh, rocky roads and all this kind of shit for some bizarre reason I don't know why Jaffa cakes was a, a biscuit you gave the boys because they were light I don't know gave you Energy, or, or fuck knows. I used to just sit in one of the deck chairs and just rattle all the sweets that fucking folk had brought. Can't be too And it was possibly one of the happiest moments, man. <laughs> remember, I'd no long, I'd no long, I'd done the ligaments in my fit and I couldn't walk about and I just sat and ate at one tournament all the food that I could fucking get my hand on. Good times, yeah, good times. Good so times. we're going to, to answer the question, we're going roses or quality street. I'm going to say roses. I am roses and all. Uh, I mean, it brings up a good point. It brings up very good points, but Rosie's is the winner. It does. It does. David, Rosie's for us. Uh, hashtag heroes. Uh, hashtag show. Endorses uh, Rosie's. David Mackay, this is probably one that Mal can answer, having two young younglings at home. Uh, David Mackay asks, is Ned stroke BAM culture dead? And if so, would you bring it back? 
Uh, David also recommends the series Vikings if we haven't seen it yet. Hey, I haven't I've seen went, Vikings, David. I've, 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 I've went to dip into Vikings and no done it, but it's, it's, on, it's on the kind of list when I think when I've milked everything else. I it's imagine, no I imagine it would have everything that you would want, and I imagine there's definitely shagging and there's I, I, definitely explosions. Go to shagging. Go <coughs> Not so much explosions, fire. You know, they're not getting grenades or that. Fire. Back then. fire. Maybe, even a, maybe even a dragon. Fire eating fucking animals. Heavy pumping. Heavy. Aye, like, maybe check that out. Very aggressive. Heavy pumping. Heavy, heavy Hollywood pumping. Um, is Bam is Bam Ned culture dead? No, it's very much alive, man. Only fucking. It, I and, think it's and it great it. It's almost like a, it's a minute. It's like a mini TV show because all the Neds are now filming themselves. I watched one the other day that made me chuckle. It was a fucking Ned slash junkie, and he had his fucking hair mute, and he was showing his muscles to the guy. Right. You seen that one? No. Oh, the guy's aye, aye, aye. Fuck's sake, man. Somebody better phone a pause. He's got the guns out. Aye. Anyway, still wee nuggets like that. My daughter goes to a kind of snobby school now, right? Fuck's sake, man. And they all laugh that... at Ned culture. Right, okay. They'll not right. be laughing when they get and their socks knew... taken off them. Well, that's exactly... I'm also saying you need to learn to fight him. So she slags my eldest boy and calls him a Ned now, right? Because he still posts pictures, him and all his young mates, aims around each other, getting the camera and the finger, right? So Ned, what we get to noise him up now is she puts her arm around me, right? I put my arm around her every dinner time just about now. And we look at the boy and go, heavy mental, right? <laughs> Give us on the finger. <laughs> And that, she made that up, and I just think that's fucking genius, Potter. And he's like, "Has we gangs the shell?" And we'll just go, "Fucking young shell, young shell, man!" Oh, Give him the finger. It's brilliant. Good good but no, it's very much alive. Maybe no, the robbing and stealing or whatever. No, I think I think it's, it's less. I think it's less violent, but I think the culture's still there, and it's maybe more oh. underground. Maybe more underground than it used to be. Um, but no, like Wayne's under getting robbed at knife point like it used to when I was young. <laughs> well, the, the statistics say that more people are that um, they're that drawn to their phone that it's actually lowered crime because people are occupied in the streets. It could be o fucking wrongdoers, but they're occupied. They're on their they're on their phone. <laughs> Do we bump their lens? Rifted and talked to. Her. I know that's all I want. On their phone. Uh, what, what do uh, you think David get in touch get in touch with the show uh, the hashtag show it's uh, patreon.com forward slash the hashtag show tell us what you think David is Ned Culture still alive we're going to go to Margaret online too Margaret do you think Tom Cruise was right in what he said I, I would love it if me and you how could Radio Scotland no give me and you a breakfast show huh because we would swear to no we, could, we wouldn't we if we were told don't swear we could have a great breakfast imagine waking up and spending your day every day with a hashtag boys that'd be amazing I would find it really hard. Uh, do you want some more Just questions? To, to control my swearing. Uh, of course, let's rattle through these questions. Ending up the show with some lovely questions from our lovely listeners. Douglas Kane settle an argument. The annoying tall guy in the Asda adverts. I say he has fucked squint eyes, hard knitted. Uh, Missy says it's just camera work. Who's right? Um, Douglas, thank you for the question. Can I just say the? Do you know what we're talking about? The Asda, the family, and the, the new Asda Never adverts. There's a there's a new race and there's a gay couple in it, I know. No, but they they freak me out. Like I generally I get I get physically angry when they're on the television because they are the most fucked up 
see the kids the kids are Chernobyl babies that family is from Chernobyl he crawled out of some fucking radio a reactor he spawned with that woman and they have created Chernobyl children I don't know if they're disabled if they are disabled I still don't apologise because they should not be in television they freak me the fuck out and it's terrifying and I hate it I hate the way he talks I hate the way him Is I it hate that? it I, look at that baby that's a Chernobyl baby that Wayne fucking crawled out of a lab it's a working class they freak me out man honestly they freak me the fuck out Nobody at all pats her back when come out of Asda and goes, that's Asda price, do they? I think if anybody's ever in Asda and they spank their ass and go, that's Asda price, they should be immediately shot in the head. For one, that boy needs a haircut and all. I will, I will investigate, because I love seeing a good celebrity squint. When, I, I when, you, when you're done, that. watch the adverts on YouTube and you'll be freaked out by it. There's, just, there's something about him. Either he's is, killed, he's is, killed people. I think he's definitely killed something. Is he creepy? Is he hurt children in his life? Mate, they're, honestly, they're, he's just every bit of just creepy as fuck. And I just, it's the Wayne's. The Wayne's freak me the fuck out. There's one when the wee kids like on unboxing a present and he's mad bug. He like turns to the camera and goes like, oh, he's just a, they're just the freakiest looking family. <laughs> Again, do you know what it is? It's people who, like you said, they've probably had a list of about fifty different actors. And they've went, right, we need somebody who, you know, looks as though they're working class, looks as if they're a bit scummy, but isn't they scummy? Looks also like, polite, you know, but also to his fucking I, ethnic It doesn't look like they're from, you know, they're not traditionally what you would class as English, but, you know, they're not foreign enough that people would be offended by it. But it's just all box sticking, and in this fucking Langley country, I'm going like, hey, welcome to Amsterdam. I'm like, ah! They're horrible. They freak me out. They freak me out. Can't stand Good. them. Yeah, there you go. I hope Douglas. that answers your question. I hope that answers your question, Douglas. Thank you very much, Steve, for that. Uh, Jim McMillan. Jim McMillan asks, uh, he says, every time Gibble winds Mallow about his millions, it's not a wind-up, it's true. I just think a Kevin and Perry scene, we are superstar T-Chaz. Don't know that. Uh, and then Jim asks, do you dip your chips in your milkshake? Oh, I don't, I don't get to say anything. He's just rattling through these. A guy's fucking That's the question. He's asking, do we dip our chips in a milkshake at McDonald's? Oh, but what about the fucking, what, somebody that's saying I'm a millionaire again? No, he says, every time Gibble winds up mal about his millions, I think of Kevin and Perry seeing we are superstars to Chaz. I don't know. Kevin and Perry, do you know it? I've not seen that film in I, I think, but I can't years. remember. And I'm not a fucking millionaire. Mate, you're a multi-millionaire. Mal. I wish I was, man. See, if Mate, I was, I'd fucking yeah. buy you, I'd buy you fucking silence. He can't, I cannot be bought. Mate, there's nothing wrong you with being be a millionaire. Bought. You could be quite easily bought. Easily. You've already said what you would do for money. So I know I all the buttons and I'm saving the root, up. To the root. <laughs> I'm saving up. <laughs> I would put both your balls in my mouth like a chipmunk. Hum on your teeth. Like this is all the money we've got for the kids' Christmas. Shut it. You have uh, no idea what Scott will do for me. He can do things you'll never do. I would take full cock and balls in my cheeks oh. and then hum on the fucking gooch until you blow up 
for fifty pound cash. <laughs> listen, listen, fifty big fifty pound yeah. note cash. I'd be sitting there, forcing my nose into your belly button, pure spunk running down my nostrils. Like, I love you, man. That's why I would do for fifty pound cash. <laughs> it's funny but exciting. <laughs> I call that the Dick Strawbridge. <laughs> The Dick, just, Dick Drawbridge just text me do you want to escape to the chateau and I'll know what that means mate I'll bring that yeah 50 quid cash that's just the COVID. only WhatsApp message Scott in a picture of a Parisian chateau <laughs> <laughs> it's time a wee Johnny Onions a wee bit of French cheese I need to go in and fucking escape to the chateau bring your money back <laughs> Right, do you dip your chips in your milkshake at McDonald's? Disgusting. That's just fucking disgusting, man. Who even comes up with that bullshit? Is I that think... Wayne's gone, how'd I freak my mate out? How'd I get a cheap laugh out of this? Do you know what? I think it comes... See, like, when I was... We were talking in a past episode about the Room 101 thing when I was saying, like, people who use donuts as burger buns and stuff like that. Aye, just, I think that's really an American thing where it's, like, the sweet and the salty and they're trying to mix it with the dip. Nah. Salty chips and the milkshake. I think it's disgusting. Jim is a no from us. It's a no from us, Jim. But Jim, hey, Jim, thanks for getting in touch. And thanks for being a hero, Jim. Thanks for being a hero. Um, Stevie Wilson has asked, if you could choose how you die, would you pick A, go out like a legend in a shark attack saving a child, or B, die in your sleep like a lazy bastard? It's, it's an easy one for me, dying in my sleep. That's the I, I don't I think go. that's a lazy bastard. I think, that's, I think that's how everybody wants to go, dying in their sleep. Is it not? You know what, but... You know, and every now and again, things like dying in an aeroplane crash or drowning or in a fire, how fucking horrible must that really be? I mean, let's not spoil the Christmas show. I know. But there is some horrible ways of fucking dying. So I hope everybody can die peacefully in their sleep. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's the fucking right way to go. Just leave for your wife to wake up, <laughs> freak the fuck out as she tries to wake you. Slaps you maybe. Come on, you always do this. She's getting raging at you. Look, uh, the would be great, right? Get up, get up, get up, right? You're just fucking dead. You do this all the time. You do it. You get hundreds of things to do. You get these shelf stay fixed. You've got the fucking tree to take down. You've got this, you've got that. And you fucking, you get so much work to do. You get so much work to do. She's slapping you by this time. She's up in a huff. She's done half her day. Still no talking to you. Then she comes back. She's like, you shut the... You've shot the bed. I, You've shot the bed. You look at the size he's hard on. <laughs> and then you, he's what? He's, he's, he's dead. Oh no, he's fucking dead. Do you think? Do you think that's a, a male thing? That because I have thought about like being an old guy dying in my bed, but also getting a bit of a bit of joy and a bit of chocolate, knowing that the wife's going to have to deal, deal with. <laughs> like she's going to have to deal hardcore, with it. I wonder. I don't think. I don't think women would think. I hope I die in my bed, and then that bastard's got to finally lift a horn for once. And this is. I don't think they think like that. I think it's a thing where you definitely need to have that conversation with your other half. You know, if you've got a gay lover, a lesbian lover, whatever. You know, you're a transgender. If you're two non-binaries, uh, you still need to have that chat. What the fuck we going to do? You know, for your lifers, you need to go. What are we doing? If one of his dies, or what, what do you do? <coughs> I, I would definitely want to go. My my great grandfather, so my grand's father, he died in his sleep, and all he was like a. I think he was a hundred or just over a hundred or nearly a hundred. But I always remember my grand telling me he got in his bed, and uh, so like obviously he was really ill at that point. So she used to go in and make sure he was alright for his bed. 
and uh, he just said, right, uh, uh, that's me away, or I think, that, I think that's me away now. And then she's like, what are you talking about? And then like, went to sleep, just and then just died, died in sleep. I, I think that's the way, I don't want to go out in a, in a blaze of glory. I don't. I, I, I cannot imagine anything worse than like, a plane crash or I don't know if it's because I'm getting a bit old as well see sometimes when like your mates send you videos and you're like that's that's fucking me up for days man like it's horrible I just want to go to my bed one night after having lived a good life like a good innings aye, aye, aye. I don't know why 80 in my head I think if I get to 80 I think I'll have done a good fucking session well the doctor said to me 80 when I was getting my checks and all that he goes you go? he said some mad odds and I went I said, well, Scot- Scotland or something like that, no bit much. And he went, no, no, he goes, average life expectancy is now in the 80s. And I went, and I remember going, what? <coughs> what? Really? And he went, yes, yes, yes. And I went, I would be out of the moon if I get anywhere near that. Uh, I mean, I think even by the time you get to technology and medicine is probably advanced. So we're probably looking at 90, right? But at least 80, you'd hit 80 quite well. No chance. I, My mind's going to be mush before I even get to for anywhere near 80. I know that I for know. a fact. I think if I go to any of my 80s, I think I'd quite happily just sit one night, pull the doobie up and go, that's me, I lay ahead, and then just fucking drift off into tenant, mate, into inception, like, that. oh, here we go. And you might even get to a point where you can upload your fucking consciousness. Well, there's, there's and, a. And there's just a, in the Matrix, man. If any of the heroes have not seen that, there's a very good series on uh, Amazon called Upload, which is exactly that. You upload your yourself into, into a virtual world and you continue to exist after you've died. The only problem with it is it's such a good show that there's only one series of it and when you get to the end of it you're fucking desperate and there's no second series. But it's still worth a watch. It's brilliant. Check that out. Um, what, what, have you thought about happy, it? cheery question. Have you thought about it? Do you know what you did? You want to... You, want bur- you might know... Me and my spoke about it because there's, you know, even where you get buried because she's fairly and obviously I'm from fucking God's country inertia. So there's all these kind of things of where you're going to get buried and... Her family's got a fucking... Again, it's just what they do in Italy. It's not like they're a wealthy family or anything like that. They've got a, some kind of... I don't know what you call it, a tomb for mm-hmm. the family. And mm-hmm. all the families already got their fucking spaces. Yep. And then, you know, really she's got a place there. And as soon as you marry, you've got the option to have your husband in there and all. But I don't actually like the thought of being buried. I'd rather, it, rather be fucking burnt. And, and my, my ashes scattered or something like that. Ashes scattered in the fucking balloon drop at the classic grass, man. I'm, a, I'm, sc- I'm scared about zombies now. I wouldn't like to come back as a zombie, man. I'd be a shy zombie. I'd be scared of myself as a zombie. Well, scatter you yeah, in, in the food market at the, the Arches. <laughs> What's that? We'll, we'll scatter you in the fucking wanky food market at <laughs> the Arches. <laughs> I, told, check, I told you um, a raver, a, a very well-known raver, fucking sadly passed away and uh, it was around about Christmas time and, and his daughter and the ma who also was a raver actually fucking braved it I think other ravers bought them tickets no that's fuck there you go he had bought the fa- so the, the dad the ma and the daughter all would go to the raves together and the dad bought the ma a ticket for the Archies it was one of the last gigs I'd done at the Archies before it shut and uh, he died and she brought his hat for me to wear and I couldn't wear a dead man's hat but I sat it next to the decks through my set and then she also brought up a bag of his ashes and asked me to scatter it and I was like I, you know I, I couldn't fucking do it I was like scatter really? it on the dance floor I, did, I just I, I was numb I, could, I, I was physically mentally fucking numb with, it, with the thought of it all 
You, know you, could, you couldn't do that during a gig. But that's what she wanted me to do. During you, the gig, flying his ashes. Imagine you're in the front row and then you get just, fucking somebody's ashes on you. Um, so she wanted me to scatter his ashes. Uh, but I think she did it on the dance floor of the arches, some of his ashes. Uh, and that, that was just a fucking... It was a strange experience. And I held, held his heart up. And a lot of people knew it was his heart and everything. That must be... I, th- I think there's a lot of pressure on people as well to do things like when you die, have somewhere really, really meaningful, and really thoughtful for your ashes to be scattered. I kind of like the idea of just, just being kept about. Just going, that's my pop up there. No, I wouldn't. On the like shelf. I don't want to be anywhere where people can go and mourn because I think your 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 love is the, the thing that people should have in their hearts, and that's right, of you, course. they don't need to go and visit you. So, see all that going to graves and all that? I've never been one for that or anything. I don't go to graves. I don't go. My mum always asked me, why'd you never go to your grand's grave? And I, and I always say the same thing. She never understands. Goes, she's, she, to me, she's no in that grave. Right. I, I just she's don't. She's in my heart, Ma. She lives forever. Ma, every time I have really lumpy gravy, I think of my granny. Right? She lives forever in my wee fat puffy tits. All right? Get she's, back. The deed folk you love are we every step of the way. See you there, shite, they're watching. She's See you there, wank, they're She's watching. There. Shagging, they're watching. Picking your nose, they're watching. That's the guilt that we fucking have been brought up with. I know, mate, I know. Well, thank you, you very much. You're up to because somebody's watching you. Thanks for that uh, morbid question, Stephen. You know, Are you Christmas time. fucking Christmas man? Right, two two more things very quickly. Uh, one, uh, Andrew Collins, who is a hero, we, he's asked us to give us a shout out. Uh, he started a tiling business called Tile Style. You can find him at the Tile Styler on all social medias. That's at the Tile T I L E Styler S T Y L E R on all social media and if there are any heroes needing any kind of tiling work done in their house it's 10% off for all hashtag heroes so that is at the tile styler on all socials find Andy Collins give him a follow retweet the business and if anybody's looking for a tiler 10% off for all heroes that's brilliant Andy I also like he added there in his other message I just signed up to become a hero couldn't handle the guilt that comes with being a council scumbag <laughs> <laughs> well now you're one of the family Andrew take Good. it boy well, welcome welcome to the brethren now we've got we've got one last thing we've got a message from Stuart Hamilton right now the interesting thing about this is we actually received this at 1am in the morning oh right like which it. tells me that thinking. Stuart is maybe a little bit steamy when he sent this and I'm just going to read you this Mal word for word and I want your opinion on it, right? I'm going to read is, you the full is, statement. Is this in the Patreon questions? Because uh, where are you in, getting these with? It's in the inbox. It's, this is a direct message sent us on Patreon. Oh, okay. So let me read this to you, right? I'm going to read this word for word, and then I'm going to sit back and I'm going to let you take this. Right, he's, he's not, isn't he? Stuart Hamilton sent this at one minute past one in the AM this morning, the day of recording. Stuart says... Do not attempt a bulb of ginger up the shitter. Herd of firkin, which is sticking slithers of ginger down the Jap's eye, but thought, hey, we'll take the easier road and stick it up the old Harris. Fuck me. Please do not attempt this at home. Think of the pain an old Jamaican gives your throat and then transfer that to your pipe. <laughs> what the fuck's he been up to? Is that a moment of reflection after he's hurt yourself on a drunken fucking <laughs> finger action? Mate, what? 
He says, have you heard of Firkin? F-I-R-K-I-N which is sticking slithers of ginger down your japsai. But he thought, hey, we'll take the easier road, the easier road, and he <laughs> stuck it up his farter. And then he said, fuck me, double exclamation. Please do not attempt this at home. <laughs> <laughs> Think of the pain. He's trying to help us do it, he? Think of the pain of an old Jamaican, so the, you know the ginger beer? Uh-huh. You know the old Jamaican ginger beer? Aye, when aye. you drink that, it gives you a sore throat. He says, think of the pain of an old Jamaican gives your throat, then transfer that to your pipe. That's brilliant. I was genuinely thinking an old Jamaican sticking his cock in his throat, but then, obviously. Why is he sticking, That's... why are you sticking ginger, ginger doing your japsai? Is that a thing? I've never I'm... once thought about trying that, mate, so, you know. Now he's planted the seed. Fucking. <laughs> uh... <laughs> ginger fuck... as in, what, a ginger root? Aye. The ginger root, I cut and I slither that and sticking it down the japsai or up his fonks. Craig Wood, oh, I can't, I can't find any online for fucking, fucking, fucking up your, up your. I, I remember what, when I first found out what felching was and the laugh I had with that word. Fel- what the hell's felching? Look it up, man. It's fucking it. And we came up with this fictional character. This is on a tour bus somewhere. Like felching, we're on South Island, and it was uh, Felcher McGee. And anybody, <laughs> if we ever get caught or somebody asks us who, what's your name, we would say Felcher McGee. And fucking, that was, he He was getting booking into hotels. Uh, he was a manager. Oh and my God, I've just Googled this. What, Ferkin? No, Felching. Oh, Felching. This, this, this is the translation of the Urban Dictionary. Felching. <laughs> when a man fucks you up the bum without a rubber, he shoots his load and then plants his mouth on your anus and sucks his own warm sperm. <laughs> <laughs> Good times, man. Good times. Plus whatever, plus whatever lubricant and feces are present. That's felching. It may or it may or may not include kissing, kissing you to pass the sperm and fecal matter into your mouth. Invisible monsters. Listen, uh, who says romance is dead? That kind of shit keeps you going. That felcher McGee. <laughs> I love. I love the fact that. There's been there's been a there's been a couple who have you know felched they've they've they've, <laughs> they've done it up the boom and then they've they've sucked it back out and then they've thought we need a word for this we need we need a word that means this we can't just, we can't just maybe they had the word and they're just a mouthful of common shit and they've went to see it and they, went, oh. and they say what's that felching oh, oh. oh, oh felch that's great again well that's what we'll spit it in my mouth felch, oh, that's I it aye aye. <laughs> Hello. Yaz is here. She's saying hello. She's just heard you shout about felching. <laughs> she's heard me shout about felching. She's came running. Do you know what felching is? No. It's when uh, a man comes inside another man's bum and then you suck it at his bum. Who does? The, the guy who just shot the muck in. You suck it out and then you, you, you spit it on him. What involved in that? There's a lot. It's felching. So it's just been shot into felching. Okay. So I mean, can I possibly get a try in it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna Google fucking in this and see if anything comes up for that. <laughs> fucking felching. No, nothing's coming up for that. Maybe maybe this guy's in like a fucking Chris Nolan uh, fucking mindset, and he's there's, there's one called new things. There's one called thinking. Thinking. 
F-I-N-K-I-N-G. After banging, you, after banging your partner, the combination of euphoria, feels and exhaustion result in a state of mind somewhere between thoughts, feelings and a mental block. That's... It's called what? Thinking. That's that's one of the things that I love about, you know, let's be frank here, see the, the actual nature of an orgasm. See that feeling of blank nothingness no voices nothing just black silence I love that that's 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 I would I wish I wish ah men or whatever could come longer to just solely for that feeling of nothing else matters no voices no nothing no thoughts it's just a comfortable silence an orgasmic silence blankness <laughs> like a te- like a tenant mate a vapid expansion of space but you know do you know what I mean but just that it's the only time nothing matters you don't think of anything nothing else matters that, that's there is, why there's like, nothing see when, when when it says like women have orgasms that can last like minutes like up to like five fucking minutes at a time I'm like well do you know what stop fucking giving us all the grief then if I, I mean that's your that's payoff that's the only time you don't get grief when they're on that orgasm. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I'm about a peace and quiet, man. <laughs> no, even nothing. No, even a, a reminder of that shelf on the DIY. Keep coming, hen. You're like, hurry up, wake up, man. I need to get this out of my mouth. Where did I spit it? <laughs> Felching. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of Felching before. Felcher McGee. He was your tour manager for years, man. Uh, I've got a couple of other um, terms here from the Urban Dictionary uh, let me just shout out a couple if there's any you're interested in I'll tell you what they mean uh, we've got uh, fudgy crinkles what? Uh, a fitty a tinker fluff what's a tinker fluff? tinker like fluff uh, another word for the vagina is a tinker fluff uh, what have we got here <clears throat> But yeah, Kucha, Kuchi, Cuntfest. What's Urban Dictionary for Cuntfest? What do you think a Cuntfest is? Just, just turn us a folk, rubbing <laughs> bushes together. A lesbian orgy. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go, man. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Cuntfest. And what is this, a Cuntfest? <laughs> a a Grunpun. Do you that, know what a, a Grunpun is? It, apparently, it's a, a nasty pussy. Oh, like an angry one. Uh, these are kind of shite. Jingle. Let's, let's, let's move on to another question. Just one jump to me from Jerry Wetherill, who has said, foods that you eat all the time but never should combine. Toast and chips, anyone? <laughs> I've never. Has anyone? <laughs> yeah, Jerry, you're fucking honest something here, man. Do you not think that... that do you not think that men are completely underrated... As see, no, just as, as as a race of people, like white working class Scottish men are just written off. Because I bet you a lot of people think that Jerry's just a daft. I bet you his missus think, oh fucking see my man Jerry man. He Don't has just toast again, Jerry. Mate, he has fucking put a diamond bullet of knowledge through our mind. Well, I want to try chips and toast now. Aye, but why I, have I we never? Why, why have we never had? Never thought about chips that. and toast. Because that's just somebody's, that's Jerry's invention. He's never tried it, but he's thought about it. We've all got wee inventions. You need to go on to Ramsey, mate. He needs to go on to Gordon Ramsey and say, Rambo, listen, hear me out. Chips and toast. Yeah, chips. 
Double, double pan fried, yeah, yeah, yeah. Toast, toast, gone brown, yeah, yeah, yeah. Butter, yes, loads, mm, love it, love it, love it, love it. Mm, smash it in there, smash it in there. Oh, I don't I mean you might be able to remember or no, but should we mention Kilkey's book? He's got a, he's got a cookbook out for charity. That's right. So he has. I it's today with the Catherine McCune Foundation, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Who do some amazing charity work for Cronin Cronin's disease and colitis. Crohn's. Uh, and Kilkey, Silky Kilkey has got a chef's book out with all his amazing recipes. He, he, he posted them all as well on the run-up to it. But he was posting them in the morning. But right away, they were that good. I was, you know that way you see a picture and your belly goes? Getting hungry. And I used to say, fucking post it in the afternoon or something, man. <coughs> Waking it up first thing and you're going, I'd smash that the new. I'm going to actually fucking buy that cookbook supporter charity, man. Because uh, Michael's, uh, he's a lovely man. He's a lovely man. He is indeed. He is indeed. Right, I think that's us, man. Thank you for your questions. Thank you to the the heroes. Um, listen, we do hope you have an amazing Christmas, uh, and we do go on about it. But if you if you want to support the show and you want to help us grow and in the new year, then please do become a hero if you are not already. Uh, the only way to access every single episode of the show, including all the specials and the extra content, is to become a hashtag hero. You do that on Patreon at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash the hashtag show or go to the hashtag show.co.uk for all the links to become a hero on there please do uh, consider signing up uh, you'll get all the extra stuff it'll help us grow the show and do the kind of things that we want to do in the new year but thank you again to everybody who supports us every single month can I just do a, a, a wee uh, shout out to our recent Patreonies because yep. we've not done a wee shout out first for a while so there's quite a few that we've fucking no shouted out Mick Lawson, Chris Armstrong, Andrew Collins, Clayton Scorridge, Stuart Crawford, Ian Morrison, Andy Wyatt, Jamie Richards, Liam Johnson, David Forbes, David Anderson, Alexa, where'd you hide my flute? (laughs) 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 So you can customise your name, that's brilliant. Declan Reeves, Jim McMillan, Stephen Carroll and Kev. They've all joined just there recently welcome you bunch of absolute legends fucking heroes every single one heroes <gasps> oh. oh my goodness oh my goodness uh, anyway yep okay uh, team thank you so much that's us uh, have an amazing Christmas uh, when it comes uh, you'll be hearing this episode on uh, Christmas Eve so good luck uh, good luck have an amazing Christmas and uh, we will speak to you should we not put it out later because Nakeout's going to listen to Christmas Eve because we're going to be busy wrapping presents and getting no, off cut is, this is when everybody this is when people you want this is when people want their normality this is when they want stuff on Christmas Eve to sit with a family ah. or they can enjoy it on Christmas Day ah. you know you never done that disappear for an hour listen to a podcast you know no. enjoy yourself no. I should have turned my light on I think I'm sitting in the darkness here this is, can uh, I, can I just to leave everybody with something can I read a question out that it's just quite long but could potentially be a good question to come back to we say we come back to things but we never do let's just answer alright Wano has said take the red pill transports you 15 years into the future uh-huh. but with 50 million in the bank yep right mm-hmm. take the blue pill start life back when you were 10 year old but still have all the current life's knowledge 
which do you choose? Then he mm. says, things to consider. If you go back to being 10, you'd have to go back to school and hang about with 10-year-olds, even though in your head you're in your 30s or your 40s. But do you... But you have the knowledge to make more than 50 million, realistically. Uh-huh. How would you do it? And he's added, with a footnote, if Mal chooses to go 15 years into the future with 50 million in his bank, how will he cope with less cash? <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I was, mate, that's what I was just about to say. How would you cope with having less yeah. than 50 million? <laughs> and how much of your current life would you change in 15 years and would it be worth the risk for the money? That's a brilliant question. That's a big question, we know. It's a brilliant question. Is that, is that another question at one o'clock in the morning? See, this is a, this is why I love the heroes, man. There's a, there's a different level of, of questions we get. One guy's asking us a really deep, meaningful question, almost about life, time travel, wealth, making choices, and the other oh, one saying, Spice don't, girl, stick, pump. don't stick ginger <laughs> up your asshole. Fuck's sake, man. So, like, I wouldn't choose to go 15 years into the future with 50 million in my bank. Would you so, go backwards? Equally, but an all right, going backwards and having the knowledge of now as a 10-year-old, that would, I think, have a... But see, it's, it's, what, it's like a Chris Nolan film, man, because you would go back with the knowledge of now, your 10-year-old. So, realistically, you'd become a child prodigy because you would know shit and you couldn't deal with hanging about with kids all day. Maybe you could for like an hour having a laugh. No, but, but then you, you'd you, quite quickly be bored with the mindset of the kids. But then you'd be out there. But within, within the space of a year, you could make millions. But you think about it, the system we're getting brought in, he's no right. No. He's talking about pumping birds <laughs> and drink whiskey and smoke no, fags. You're, you're no mad with it. You're not got here. Ten years of old. Ten year. You're telling me ten years of age in Ayrshire where you grew up. There wasn't somebody pumping somebody at ten. Of course there was. Folk were there was folks. There was folks shagging a mascot at eleven. People getting expelled for shagging a school eleven year old. Of course there was. Right. So put that aside. I'm saying you go back at ten. Right. The first yeah. thing you're doing is you're gambling. The first thing you're doing. Oh, because you know. But you can't. You know here's, the, here's the thing: you need to get an accomplice. You can't go in and fucking gamble. You're telling you me. You, you're telling me if you went to your dad at ten years of age and says, "Dad, stick a five on that horse." You. That horse comes in. Stick a five on that horse. That horse comes. Stick a five. After ten minutes, your dad's like, "Who the fuck are you?" And then you grab you, him by the fucking neck and you go, "Listen to me, you fucking cunt. Put on every bet. I'm telling you, we're going to be rich beyond your wildest dreams." Right. Well, listen to this then. You're gone back to when you were 10, right? Yep. Let, let's just no say, well, if it is 10, it means everybody's a different year. So if I'm going back to when I'm 10, right? Mm-hmm. We are talking early 1980s. I fucking no idea what happened back then. I couldn't remember half the shit went back. Who won fucking what? That's true. So that's something else to consider. And even things like, the first, see when you ask that, the first thing I'm thinking of is Apple. Buy shares in Apple buy shares in Apple but then how does that change the course of where do you get the money to buy shares because you you spend the first 10-15 years of your life trying to accumulate money to invest in it how would you do that because we've already established fucking gambling 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 what money gambling what Rangers are going to get nine in a row aye but you need to fucking wait right because you're 10 years old so you're telling me if, if I went to you just now at this age going, Mal, listen, I'm going to take £5 off you or I'm going, give me a grand, give me a grand cash, I'm going to disappear for 10 years, but see when I come back in 10 years, I'm going to give you 10 million quid. You take a point on that? 
you're you're going back. You're going to go back. You're going to earn, you're going to accumulate money through the knowledge that you've got. But the problem is then, like you say, Christopher Nolan shit. If you start investing things or buying up property, how does that then affect the course of the future? So surely, if you don't want to take a chance, that the logical thing is to go forward with fifty million quid. But then, equally going forward with fifty million quid, you can change the future. How? Yeah, that's the thing about train travel. Tra- 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 travel. Well, that's the thing about train travel, Scott. That's all it is, book. If you go forward 50 years, then you don't know what's happened in that 50 years leading up. I know, but you're landing I, into the future I, I, and changing the course of time from then on. But also, £50 million in the future might be fuck all. Aye, that's it. You go, you go into the future with £50 million and <laughs> you've not like, even got enough to buy a motor. <laughs> it's, like it's going to be one of them. Price a loaf of bread. Hey, it's a conundrum. See, uh, time travelling, uh, I fucking love it. I don't know if you remember, uh, I had this theory of people for the future coming back to like, stack, stand out key gigs. Yep. Sex Pistols, fucking, uh, you know, all the all the big gigs that made... Muhammad Ali fights. Uh, Muhammad Ali fights. But they actually, it was actually the folk for the future that was selling out the gigs in the past. So the future actually had an effect in the past as in what would be a memorable gig. And I even asked that hashtag oh, like there's any whoa. time travellers in man. That's a mind fuck in itself. And, and but think by, about that, it. by that logic, effectively, and let's just take somebody like the Sex Pistols, right? What right. you're saying then is the Sex Pistols weren't actually a successful band. They were only successful because people for the future travel back in time to sell out those gigs. But then them travelling back then affected the present, which then became the future, which they affected in the past. Correct. <laughs> woke, mate. Woke. I'm woke, oh, man. Holy shit, man. Because there's certain gigs, I say the Sex Pistols because there's there's a gig, I think there was a gig that the Sex Pistols done in like fucking Manchester Town Hall and so many bands were created off the back of that one gig, right? Right. But anybody who was actually at the gig will tell you there was only about fucking 70 people and it was at a fucking youth club, Right. Right. But the amount of people who actually claim to have been at that gig is far more than who were actually at that gig. Okay. So, you know, it could have been the travellers from the past, <coughs> from the future, sorry. Travellers from the future. But that's what I'm saying. It took it with any gig. So the future is influencing the past, which is influencing the future. And that's the essence and the conundrum of time travel. The minute you open that fucking wormhole, your mind just goes to mush try to think about how the fuck do, do you think one of the <clears throat> fucking tinfoil hat podcasts do, do you think that time travel will be possible at some point I think it's possible and I think there's people time travelling already I think we're then, getting visits for the future <clears throat> you know that's what aliens UFOs could be it could be time travellers no actual aliens you ever thought of that aliens could be yourself in the future travelling back in time to go what the fuck's going on here but then how do you the thing for me is like the physic, like physically transforming you through space and time how does that work well that's what you had something but you know I, I know I know that sometimes people think it's daft but think mate within my lifetime you know tele, look at even look at television look at mobile phone look at technology so maybe in a hundred years time there will be a possibility of physical teleportation through fucking the equinox of time and space, man. That I mean, pure Hollywood stuff. <laughs> well, 
if you look, I mean, this is this is where it gets. You know, I'm getting really geeky now. Let's get this excited. You as well, probably. We are the last generation that grew up with new technology and embraced technology, right? right? And then look at the fucking, look at the leaps technology has made in such a short time. Now that's with people who have grew up with technology. Imagine growing into technology, even kids who knew their interactions with computers from a very early age. Think what the achievements, good or bad, is going to be in the next 20, 30 years. It's going to be so much faster. You know, think about the insert, insert into that, releasing artificial intelligence and all that fucking madness when it's accelerated learning of computers. <clears throat> It's fucking madness, man. <laughs> Mate. <laughs> it's, it's fucking madness, man. But it is. I, 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 do, I would just love it if like, a scientist was to yeah. just <laughs> and just say exactly what you just said. <laughs> like, see what that was me read? A black and white telly. Not, and now I'm like, yeah, high definition. Like, it's fucking madness, man. Well, I was watching that even mad silly things that make me laugh like I was watching The Crown and it was like in the 50s and Princess Philip or Prince Philip got one of the maids the palace butlers or whatever to change the channel on the TV for him uh. and I'm going how fucking perverse is that but that is cash money that's the first remote control having some cunt that's uh, paid a slave a slave aye, a slave. A slave. aye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring, so, what, you, you want to watch these tennis? Bring one of them in for the field. Yeah, turn that dial. So what, guys, slave travellers were actually time travellers, man. <laughs> they had the technology to just like get guys to do the work and that, build things and stuff. But it's mental, man. But uh, let's wrap it up before we turn into a field. I just feel this has been another rambling podcast, but you know. Yeah, hey, let, let me ask you this before we go then, right? In keeping with Wayno's question about travelling forward and travelling backwards, we are 30 odd years down the line. Malak Ali is 80 years of age. He's in the house. The kids have grown up. They're successful. You've got grand wins. Life is great. You've, you've invested well. The Rangers stocks have come back in after <laughs> Rangers have just won 20 in a row. Tell you, your personal wealth now tips just over a billion. Yeah. Somebody approaches you and says, because you're new in the Billionaires Club, time travel's possible. And for a small investment, we can take you through time. We can only go backwards. We can only travel to a time that has existed. We can't go forwards. Would you time travel? Uh, just as an old me. Just as an old you. So you, you still you, even if you time travel back to like nineteen twenty, you would be eighty year old you. What fucking you say? I'm at that age. I'm fucked. Pushing so myself. Don't forget so my done. time. Can, can my medicine time travel back with <laughs> me? Because I've got a right ticky bowel. I've you got know. to be. I've got to be here for countdown at half four. Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> would you? Would you why travel back in time? No, at that age, you fucked it. You fucked it just to get back and die. Oh look at oh. So, but, see, I don't know things like because obviously we've we've spoke about before about that grandfather paradox. Remember that? Like, if you go back in time and kill your grandfather, do you even exist? Uh, do, you, uh, uh, do you even exist to have went back in time to kill him? See, that's the that's the other thing, man. Because it's like you, you you surely have to exist because then you've travelled back, so it has to be the case. That's a paradox of time, man. <laughs>
He is hanging. Yeah, that would be a good, be a good tune. The paradox of time. <laughs> it's probably something some mad trans producers already done it. He touched me. So the flip side of my A side, the tears of a dragon lady. <laughs> the B side's called the paradox of time. It's a fucking banger. I don't thought it BPM side trans. <laughs> <laughs> In the break, it's just a woman saying the paradox of time. Then <laughs> yeah, he a really aggressive hi hat. Stab your dragon, stab your dragon. <laughs> if you play it backwards, mate, it's Michael Kilke's kickback. I filmed that I was coming in. What's the film? I was an art. It was like the meant to be the follow-up or the prequel to Alien. They done it. It was like the, it was an art brilliant film. Alien two. No, it was like meant to be. It was the same good director and all that. Ridley Scott done. Oh. Fuck. Uh, He's done two of them. They're actually, the first one fucking blew my mind clean out the water. It's named after a ship, is it? Prometheus. Prometheus, right. What's well, a Greek god in it? In Prometheus, the old guy travels into the future to find the engineers, the guys who are allegedly, who created everything, to find out the secret of life in and, and, and the hope that they could make him live forever right he did everything apart from time right and as soon as he met the, the aliens they fucking kill him <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember I he's going he's, he's telling the guy I ask, him, ask him what the secrets of life is and he's just fucking ripped his head off and kill him <laughs> I, I haven't seen it <laughs> it's fucking brilliant but that's that's what happens when you're an old man you get into the future so he was like a big billionaire he funded the full project right but again it's one of the things you ask yourself why did he ki kill him blah 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 another amazing film I left the cinema you know asking more questions than uh, what was answered yeah Prometheus then he'd done a follow up to that wasn't he as good it was a bit of kind of gay stuff the robots were blowing flutes and that We've got, we've got a. <clears throat> I just want to ask. I just want to read this before we go. I know this is this is becoming a really long episode, but hey, it's Christmas time, you know, and we've we've been due a long one because the last one was a bit kind of doing the dumps. And this isn't any better. <laughs> <laughs> this one, yes, this question here for Douglas Kane. You seen this? The German army steamrolled through Europe as they were provided with methamphetamine called Prev Prevet. Previtin plus the royal family named Windsor was adapted in 1917 the name of the royal house was changed from the German Saxon Coburg and Gotha to the English Windsor because of anti-German settlement in the United Kingdom during World War One. did you not know that? that's covered in the crown the I, know the, I, know the, I know the German connection I know their name was changed to Windsor but I didn't know that the uh, the German army was provided with methamphetamine called Prevetin. Well, apparently as well, Churchill used speed to get us through the World War. He was fucking high on speed to keep up with everything that was going on. Mad Churchill, mad, mad Churchill, yeah. Churchill, man, talking in mad cigars and one draw because he was mad. Sick of a cigar, Wasn't out his box, man. What, well, what Churchill man eating a fried breakfast every morning with champagne and a fucking cigar. What, Beautiful. What a lad. What a lad. Anyway, 106. The boy played him in that film was good, wasn't he? Very good. Very John Lantow or whatever his name is, whatever else. Uh, 
this has, this has been a long one. It's been a good one. Merry Christmas to all the heroes. We hope Santa brings you out. You've asked for, I hope, uh, a few of you get a bit of felching action over the Christmas period. And, uh, you know, that's it. Take, take care. All the best. Become a hero. Become a hero, man. If you're listening to this on Christmas Eve and you're not yet a hero, become a hero because that's the best present you can give to us. If you're sitting going, I'd love to buy the boys a Christmas pint, but you can't. Be it a is. hero and enjoy all the extra goodies over Christmas. That's kind of what it is like. It's like you're buying the boys a pint. A virtual pint. What could I get, Scott, and Mal for Christmas? The boys will get everything. Become a patron. Become a patron, man. Become a a hero. Patreon.com forward slash hashtag show. We love you all, even the council scumbags. Godspeed. Happy Hanukkah. All the best to you. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas uh, and you know if you are going to do any felching let us know how it went did you wear a Santa hat did you keep it on you know how how hard do you need to suck I'd imagine me, either if it was a big wide asshole that would be oh. dribbling it so you just lick it or if it was like a wee tight I, I mean it really you know, did, you you, you, cheeks you know, cheeks if you if you're that challenging man you, you've already burst into that and I uh, Oh, gods. You know, it's not an image you really like. But, you know, see when you're in love and you're in a spirit at the moment. Listen, hey. That could be, look, that could be so romantic. But, but, I mean, why, why, why not, you know? The forbidden fruit. Not get yourself out there, man. I, I mean, you could be a straight guy married with two veins. Just a matter. about felching. Hey, it's just, it's just sex, man. Just a matter. Just, just don't kiss just the veins in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you brush. Make sure you brush. Merry your Christmas! <laughs> oh, God, Dad, have you been felching last night? What? <laughs> What's that in your beard? Oh, I was felching your mother all morning. I'm sorry, son. That was my wee present here. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the pellets just full of common shit. Awkward. Oh, Man, felching last night. Open your card, Dad. Where's felching? Oh, that's your mother's card. That's wrong for you. There you go, ahead. <laughs> Roses are red. Violets are blue. By God, I'd love to felch you. <laughs> <laughs> Roses are red. Violets are blue. Can you hear me sucking? I'd love to felch you. <laughs> Get up the stairs. Merry Christmas, everybody. And a happy new year when it comes. But we'll talk to you before New Year. All the best. Are we doing a New Year's episode? How are we going to work this? I'll, I'll, I'll Again, work these, are, these are things that need to be discussed off here, you know, because you're just getting people excited now thinking there's going to be some New Year special. And there might be. Oh, there might, might be. be. But if there, there is, be. it's for the heroes. Because oh, no, remember, listen, next episode is the hero episode. Me, you and Mr. Ross should do a New Year's episode and we'll get Mr. Ross to go live with his guitar. I know, but listen, these are all thoughts I was going to talk to you about off air, but I'm glad you've mentioned that. So, yes. Let's, right. And, Do we end and, this and it's a patron only so become a patron to That's witness it. that if you want a new year special what is would you call them a shenanigans or a what are they called a hood no hoot nanny hashtag hoot nanny hashtag hoot nanny special hoot nanny hashtag all the best now bye 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 hit it hit it Thank
Shoe.co.uk. What, what number is this? 106. 100, 186, by the way. 186. <laughs> 100, I know. Hello. 